0: Our new partner, who I'm really, really excited to announce, we are working with. Super, super stoked. Thank you, Angie Huberman, for this connect. It's incredible. Uh, AG1 Athletic Greens. I've been using them for a while. I have them every morning on an empty stomach. Basically, take one scoop and you put it into a uh, cup or glass or mug of eight ounces of cold water. And this is all your greens for the day. You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Every day I take this. It's so good for my digestion, my energy. It's simple. It's easy. I don't like taking a lot of vitamins. This has been really, really helpful for me. I've had a lot of stomach issues my whole life, and ever since I've been gluten free and taking the AG ones, it's really helped me in my stomach in the mornings. I love it, and I'm so psyched that they are part of the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm sure a lot of people don't like eating greens, let alone drinking your greens, but I can tell you straight up, it's got a mild tropical taste and the taste is actually really refreshing and I really look forward to it each morning. Don't don't think it's just going to be just straight bland. Um, it tastes really, really good um, and it's good for you, so remember that. This one blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's incredible just one scoop especially for musicians who are vegans or just musicians in general who want to get those daily greens you can get the packets it's incredible I just gave some to my friend Derek from Sepultura he traveled the whole entire world this summer and he had he had those every single day he said it saved him bring AG ones with me when I travel it helps me stay healthy you know the deal if you're on tour and you are uh, a picky eater but you need to have your greens sometimes catering doesn't have greens sometimes you miss the catering sometimes you miss the backstage food sometimes it's too late after the show to go get food that you like so if you just have a, a scoop of uh, AG ones in your hotel room before you go to bed or you're in the hotel room at night and you're starving and you want something healthy boom life-changer Right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with some convenient daily nutrition. That's all you need. One scoop in a cup every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. This is it. I'm super psyched. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit drinkag onecom That's drinkag1.com slash O-L-L-C. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This is incredible. I love it. It's just basic greens. For me personally, this has changed my life tremendously. I'm not a junk food vegan. I don't eat a lot of fake meats, so I'm strictly strictly greens, and this has been a wonderful wonderful new addition to my life. So once again, visit drinkag1.com/ollc. That's drinkag1.com/ollc. Get one free year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. That's drinkag1.com/ollc. We'll see yo yo liquid death. Thank you so much for hydrating all my guests, taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water, love your brand, love what you stand for, love what you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about liquid death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co founder, owner, and creator of liquid death, Mike cesario Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. So if you go slash to Toby. You get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. And if you want to get water, liquid death water, go to amazon.com. But for merchandise and other things that's not water, go to liquiddeath.com slash Toby and get free shipping. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst. Stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. All right, welcome to the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris. You, yeah, you. Yeah. Today, I got my brother here, his voice right now, Mr. Derek Green, next to me. Thank you hey, for being here, Derek. How you
1: doing, man? Thanks for having me again. I love having you, It's a you, pleasure, man. Mr. Morris.
0: It's always <laughs> wonderful to have you here. <laughs> thank you your, your very much. Your voice is very I soothing. Soul train. I
2: appreciate you, man. I
0: appreciate you. And now we you. have a really, really soothing voice. Mm-hmm. of Tanya O'Callaghan. <laughs> Tanya, thank soothing. you for being here. Thank, Thank you for you.
3: having me. Thanks.
0: I love. I love. It. I love your last. You just have such a. I don't know, it's a cool name. I don't know. And you can pronounce it too. okay because I'm part Irish, bro. Fine. I go. I got, a fire, I got a fighting Irish tat. I got a House of Pain tat. <laughs>
3: You're one of us. I'm, I'm, House <laughs> of Pain. Yes.
1: I'm. Uh, uh, do you have a Notre Dame. Tat? I do.
3: Have not Notre Dame. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, I have like. It was my
1: <laughs> I
3: have to look at
0: my 21 <laughs> and me. Whatever. There's a good part of me that's Irish. It's like 30 <laughs> percent. Me too, something.
3: man. What was your name? Oh, I, which what? part?
0: Let's see, uh, <laughs> Morris, not Morris, I know. Definitely And not. my grandparents are uh, LaPage, which is French, Ooh. which is interesting. You're, You're French
1: Irish. At straws. No, there. dude, I'll show I you I think I'm more Irish than you are. You're
0: black Irish.
1: Aye.
3: Straight <laughs> up. Blirish. I'm blirish. Bla- I'm going
0: to, sh- I'll show you what I have. Um, <laughs> I have Cochran. <laughs>
1: Does that That's sound? true. Boom. Let's, let's talk to the guests. Thanks
3: for being sorry. here. Sorry. All right, sorry. About. The three of us are getting run away. Thank you for it. being here. Thank you. So, Tanya, <laughs> you're
1: from Ireland.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, come on, <laughs> man.
3: <laughs> come on, man. Is
0: it Mulligar? How, how do you say it? Mullingar. Mullingar. I tried to help Mullingar. Okay. <laughs> and you were born and raised there?
3: Born and raised. Little town, man. Aye. Little um, town. Couple aye. of stone walls. Load of sheep. I would love f- I love playing
0: shows in Ireland. It's always a, a good vibe. Oh, my God. Yeah. And small, cool venues, and we yeah. like would not really, do- we not, we don't do really great there, but when we go there, it's great shows. Yeah, oh, it it's not like a big scene for
1: us there. Those
3: are my peeps, man. Those yeah,
0: are
2: peeps.
3: the but underground <laughs> scene is still great, though. That's it the it thing, the great. clubs are still
0: there. There are. <laughs> and there's been some really uh,
1: extremely enthusiastic. Let's just put
0: it that's some one. really great shows. There. Friendly bunch. We are um, <laughs> a friendly bunch. <laughs> um, and then we're going to get into your life. But this is a quick question. Uh it's, Am I going to say it? I, I just played myself because I realized when I was going to say it, that Peaky Blonders is not from Ireland. <laughs>
3: Next question. <laughs> Next S- question. S- S- exactly. <laughs> Killian Murphy is, and he's awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's ours. He's one of ours. Fine nice. actor. Yeah. So, uh, h- so
0: how was it growing up there? Like, how was it growing up in there? Very now? green. Yeah, and you <laughs> were like a wet. small, small town. Yeah. Montgomer
3: is really small. It's um, it's rad. It's like a town, not quite a village, but sort of in between. And how many people? <sighs> I'd say now, because so many people immigrated in the early two thousands. There's probably. Fifteen thousand ten, and including all the outskirts. So yeah. From, um, like from yeah. the burbs of it. Yeah, it's a pretty small town. So, so everybody gets to know everyone real well. Oh, yeah. All their business. Yeah. Oh yeah. All up in your oh business. Oh, yeah, your news. I and
0: do you have siblings too?
3: I do. A brother and a sister.
1: Aye.
0: Yeah. Older, younger.
3: They're the older, and I'm the black sheep, the baby. Nice. <laughs> Of
0: black sheep on this podcast. That's right. I, I see it. what you say saying, Morris. <laughs> yeah, I, I I just realized too that I matched uh, her microphone phone with her hat.
3: I kind of did, except for it's you kinda, might. Have, kinda, I mean, we're
0: looking at it right now. Slightly
3: right. colorblind, Toby. Yeah. Um, I am <laughs> a little bit yeah. red, pink. all the same. So tell
0: us about <laughs> growing up there. Like how, like how was how was your life growing yeah. up there?
3: It was I am very normal, nice childhood, small town, out, no phones, no computer, no. Telephone in the house, which is one thing I love. Wow. Mm-hmm. So what? we used to, yeah, I don't know, it's rad. No I know, it in sounds so, so archaic. So
0: where'd you guys get in touch with people from? <laughs> wow.
3: They just found us.
0: Okay, did you have outhouses or bathroom outside oh, whoa. too? Oh, no. come on, there's No, asking.
3: No, 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 no. It, w- it was funny, actually, because it sounds <laughs> ancient, I'm not that ancient. No, my dad worked abroad when I was really young, and my mum used to walk us all up to the nearest hospital, and he would call the payphone at like 6 p.m. on a Friday, and we'd all walk there and talk to him. So, yeah. it's That's fun. amazing. So I cusped oh. that generation of not having any tech, not having phones like before. And then the computer cam and Napster cam. Ruined it all. Downloading music cam. and then So people just ah. like
1: come up and knock on the door like, hey, what's up? Like, totally yeah. unannounced.
3: Yeah. But that's one of the things I really miss about. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm from that generation. Like, he just went out. Yeah. He used to go checking in. So he just went out and played all day and all night. Rolled around in the mud. Played in the field with the animals, played with your friends, and then ran in and checked in, ate something, ran back out, and everyone looked out for each other. So I really like that. You know, close, close to my grandmother, close to all my family, and and then, you know, obviously things shift over time, and we now live in a technocracy, but uh, it's like, we cusped it. It's like playing in the field. Do you
1: remember getting your first phone in yeah. the house?
3: Oh, yeah. And it's just, it's Wait, weird. Was it a dial? You know, was it like that, like a dial-up? Where Yeah, uh, ring around. Yeah, the yeah. yeah. Were you ring, like ring wh- bell. Wh- What's this? How
1: does this work?
3: But it, oh, and then we just, <laughs> well, what is this? Why can people how contact us? Yes. Well, I was very young when we got the, but then, you know, we got the the first, my dad's first mobile phone was hysterical. His work phone the was big a ones? giant brick yeah, where he had to bring brick. a charger and the big antenna and That's you'd like, right. <laughs> not that people are watching, but I'm gesturing how giant no. it is, like hanging on your shoulder. It was like 80s movies the yeah. no, ones. We're like, oh like, my God, a mobile phone. We just had to charge it for like two days and then it was, <laughs> carry so it around in a suitcase. <laughs>
0: Did you grow up like around farms and stuff and animals?
3: So there was a field behind my house and they weren't our animals. But that is where my very young venture of veggie veganism began because I thought they were mine because they were literally right over the fence. So I jumped the fence every day and played with the cows and I thought they were all mine and I named them all. So.
0: <laughs> How old were you then?
3: Uh, four. Wow. Wow. Four when I was like, I don't want to eat them.
0: So that's where you made the decision, that young? Mm-hmm you know like I, yeah they became
3: yeah because i parts. had a i had a well i thought it was my cow and i called her daisy and i was at the kitchen table one day when i was four and a bit and my brother told me that's daisy on the table whoa and it wasn't actually daisy i'm sure yeah, it's probably chicken no. or something else but he was just trying to be an annoying older yeah. brother and because oh. i was always mad about that's animals up. yeah so i think what he did though in hindsight was actually the biggest blessing ever because right then and there i was like nope And your parents
0: were cool about you making the decision? Not
3: really, originally.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they were
0: tripping off. I'm sure in
1: the township, there were too many vegans there.
3: The only only (laughs) veggie in the village. There was no word, so that's the mad thing. I didn't know I was a vegan until I was about 19. Really? Never heard the word. Didn't exist. I was an accidental vegan because I didn't eat meat. Never ate meat. I have no recollection of it anyway because I was so young. Yeah. And then I didn't like dairy. It was... um, Tastes sour. My mum has the same thing, so the only thing that kind of came in and out over a few years was cheese on stuff. And then I met a vegan in Dublin when I was going to a gig one night, and he looked like Jesus or the depiction (laughs) of Jesus. He had this like guy levitated towards me with long brown hair, and he's like, I'm a vegan. I was like, What's a vegan? and he told me about the dairy industry. I was like, Yeah, that. So I started studying. (laughs) That and I was already a vegan, but I hadn't heard the word. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know I had a title. Title, yeah. yeah I honestly don't like titles anyway. <laughs> I'm not so sure about them. Yeah, I was like, oh, I guess I'm a vegan. So yeah, it was very young. It's pretty pretty much my whole life.
0: So. Were your parents and your and your siblings into that lifestyle too? They no, it? so
3: very typical meat and potatoes. Yeah, Ireland. Um, for the first couple of years, they were really worried and they were bringing me to doctors uh, and do you
1: blood. Protein.
3: They were so. <laughs> One doctor told my mum I would get rickets.
1: Rickets? Isn't yeah,
3: that like an uh vitamin I it was D an deficiency. English disease that you get <laughs> on the boat disease. like on a voyage. It's a vitamin D deficiency. <laughs> right? uh, okay. Yeah. It has nothing to got to do with Rickets. Is it vitamin C Anyway, it's not because you're not eating animals. But so you, were, you were,
0: I'm sorry. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> I mean, um,
0: but you were a healthy kid.
3: Yeah, but that was the thing. So the first few years they were going freaking out because I wouldn't eat it. My mom was liquidizing meat into potatoes to try and get me to eat.
2: <laughs> no. But there's no education wow.
3: around it, so she was being told I wouldn't grow, I'd have stunted growth, that I'd be really sick, I my bones would break. So she's like, oh, she's trying to, f- you know, understandably. Sneak juices there is your food. Absolutely no sneak meat. She said, like, try liquidize. to liquidize yeah, it. Yeah, 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 someone told her just hide it. Maybe it's a phase. And then when I was about six, or seven, my dad came home one day and he was like, oh Jesus, like she's clearly fine. Just let her at. It. So from then on, I just had like Linda McCartney. Sausages and so it was the only thing in Ireland, or bird's eye veggie fingers, and then <laughs> everything. Else.
0: Shout out to Linda McCartney. That's yeah, it. That's it was the only product. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. and so because no one knew what to do with me because there was no other veggies in the village. Wow. <laughs> no veggies no in the village.
2: Veggies. village.
3: Yeah, I met one then when I was in Ireland. Oh my no, early I mean, mean veggies. I thought vegetables. i was like There's no vegetables. They're just yeah. killing animals and it's just like Oh my God. Straight up meat. Just like
2: beef potatoes. Just meat and spuds. A
3: lot of that. So it was a bit. It was kind of. They were more scared than anything. But then, obviously, when I was six, seven, eight, she's growing fine. She actually has, you know, quite the mouth on her as well. So she seems to be developing fine as well.
0: <laughs> were you a good kid?
3: <laughs> yeah, I was. It was to be honest, it's quite innocent. All I did was rescue animals. So wow. I wasn't. I was a rebel in a different way. I worked for a rescue shelter from eight to eighteen. That's all I did. I, wow! So and I went to school, and you were doing good in school I as well. Went and ran away to the rescue shelter every day, but I was a straight A student. Yes. Wow. But I wanted to, you know, fuck the system and drop out. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's all your future at that point wasn't really music, it was just with animals, Not right? Not at all. It was going to be like a
3: vet's assistant or marine biologist. And then I picked up a bass guitar and it all went wrong. Yeah. Why, so, it's, why? It's, why a bass?
0: <laughs> why a bass? And yeah. also, like, yeah, what kind of music were you listening to? Anyway, um, in your home or even just not going to concerts because you're in a small town.
3: Yeah, so the, my town is really musical. So a lot of music comes out of Mullingar. It's known for like, there's something in the water. We've got Joe Dolan statue, which Derek has mm-hmm. been at. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> represent. Show band. big show band town. Um, lots of kind of pop bands come out there, lots of song, singer-songwriters. So I was always at music because my dad loves music and my okay. dad used to work around it, but nobody played it. And I wasn't paying any attention because I was so obsessed with animals. So it was just all animals for like 10 straight years. And then when I left school when I was 17, my parents were like, what are you, you going to do? I was like, I don't know. I'm going to go play drums.
2: <laughs> so so, drums, s- always, right?
3: so I signed up for a course because, you know, it was something to do yeah. when you initially leave till you figure out. And I went in as a drummer and then they didn't have a proper drum kit. They just had like an electronic kit. Mm. And I saw a local bass player and I him from my hometown playing bass. And I was fucking mesmerized because he was playing all this cool melodic shit. He was yeah. playing like Primus and Jacko oh, and wow. harmonics, And yeah. I was like, ooh, I want to do that. So I switched to bass and I just really got into it super fast. And then a lot of my friends were in bands, but I was still working at the rescue shelter and I was still trying to train for being a vet and do this. I was like, well, I do. It loves to be with a- animals. And then I started to realize the more I gigged and stuff. Oh, it's kind of cool if you're an artist and you have sort of a platform to talk about your passion from. And it's, it started to take shape that way. But it was, yeah. it was a total 180 picking up a bass. I would never, ever have guessed that I would do this.
2: Yeah,
0: and what kind of music were we listening to at that time? Um, were listening to Primus and stuff like that. I already? was,
3: and a lot of prog, a lot of heavy metal. It's like Slayer. I listened to Sepultura back in the day. Um, I have a VCR. Oh, my <laughs> <God>. VCR. <laughs> <laughs> VCR. But, but like yeah, like, Tool, Big, Tool, like, all that stuff. Slayer. I love Meshuggah. All that heavy, heavy stuff. But also, because my dad had a great vinyl collection, like, Willie Nelson and Dolly Parton and Sick. Pink Floyd and Zeppelin. So, a lot of mix, which was yeah. great. That was, like, subconsciously happening. My dad loves music, so he always had it on. Even though they don't play, he just, yeah, it was kind of, like, creeping in over the years. Yeah.
0: What was, like, what like your first show you went to a concert?
3: Um, So, because... Ireland has a lot of like its own bigger bands that no one would know internationally. I did a lot of following those types of bands around this band called Keela that I went to, God, hundreds of their shows. They're traditional Irish but mixed with world music. So I was like, mm. rad. I did a lot That's of that. Cool. The first like big international band was the Chili Peppers, actually. Oh, okay. It was nice. Flea. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was rad. That was like in a stadium in Dublin. It's like, Oh, that's cool, what he's doing on the bass. I like that. Sick bass player. <laughs> he's cool. And that's then Flea cool. ended up being one of my first Visa letter sponsors when I moved <gasps> here. And it was wow. so, random, it. so random random w- not. Spontaneous. Wow. So, w- okay. w- 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 yeah. <laughs> so what yeah.
1: So what was the first connection with people playing with other people? Like you're like, all right, I'm slapping the beast. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <is> he <laughs> he I have yet I've yet no. to slap the bass. I play <laughs> yeah, <sorry>. fingerstyle, style. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so you're not really
3: slapping
2: yeah, the mess.
3: bass. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, so <laughs> my cousin needed a bass player. This is where it all went okay. so fast, so quick. I was playing bass for six or eight weeks in this course, and my cousin in, in the course, and my cousin was there with his band. The band were called Severed. Severed And same. they needed a bass player, and they handed me a bass and a pick and they tuned my guitar to C sharp and they were like here. And I had to gig within a few days, and <laughs> I was fucking terrible. But there's really funny photos of us, because we make, used to make upside down crosses and hang them. Oh so I was God. like, ah, playing wow. in little pubs with giant setups, playing heavy metal. <laughs> 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 when we'd spend more time making the upside down cross, because we're obviously all trying to like rebel, the yeah. Catholic Church and our parents, and mm-hmm. we're like, fuck the system.
0: Were you going to church as a kid? Were they making you go to church?
3: I sang in the choir
0: <laughs> Okay, a
3: little right. bit. Um, Yeah, no, I have always had a problem with the church. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was I was raised Catholic as well. I I had to go,
3: you know, you go and you respect your parents and you kinda go community wise. I've not no problem with the community thing Mm -hmm. around churches. And my grandmother is ninety five and devout but uh you know i was always definitely rebelling against the church because you're going as a kid and they're telling you you have to have sins you have to go in and what are your sins you're like i'm yeah you're born i'm 12 that. like i don't think i have any sins i haven't done anything wrong yeah. yet. <laughs> Leave me alone. yeah, yeah you know, that's the whole thing oh about my god confession you know, with that you you're know, born like being
1: y- a human you're born after yeah. adam and eve did
3: you're you doomed. do <laughs> did you guys have to do <laughs> confessions Yes.
2: Nah, Isn't
1: crazy? I did catechism, catechism with your eyes. Baptist.
3: Right? Yeah. You have to make it. Like, you go into a scary booth with a man you don't know, and he's like, tell me <laughs> your sin.
1: It's weird. I mean, that was a whole <gasps> different scene. I, I don't think that, that whole Catholic scene was different from my Christian upbringing. Yeah, your mm. son's a bit more
3: fun. I was yeah. very serious. So yeah, I was questioning yeah. all that from the get-go, because I was like, I'm don't. I'm twelve. I 12. I don't know what to tell you. Um, I don't know. I, I'm cursed. I'm yeah.
0: Irish, though. Were your parents strict?
3: Uh, no, a nice blend of both. My mom was a little bit more than my dad, and I think the balance was good there. I'm definitely more of my dad in that sense. <laughs> but it's a nice balance of parent one. is more kind of...
0: Did they want you, sort of you to go to college and do something else, or were they pushing anything on you, no?
3: Not... Not specifically, because we're just working class family. It's like, you're supposed to do your leaving certain Ireland. This is the thing. You need this fucking piece of paper. They're like, if you don't have this piece, not my parents, but like society tells you, if you need this piece of paper, you won't go anywhere. So as soon as someone told me that, I was like, I'm going to not have that piece of paper and see how far (laughs) I can get. So that's exactly what I did. But uh, no, they weren't pushing me. I think they were just, they knew, you know, I've always been into learning yeah. um, but i didn't like how school ran i would consider myself more of an uh, autodidact and i love to learn and you know go down rabbit holes of what i'm really passionate about the problem with the school system especially back then Is, you know, you have to pick, you do English, Irish, math, and then you get to pick one science subject and you get to pick this. I wanted to do like woodwork and music and branch out into physics and stuff like that. And I wasn't allowed because I was in an all girls Catholic school. Mm. But across the pond, the guys were allowed to do all that stuff. So that sucked. So I was like, well, that's what I really want to do. And then I wanted yeah. to study like philosophy and ethics and they'd never even heard of it. They're like, what are you? I'm like, I'm reading Joseph Campbell and I'm 13. And they're going, wow. I don't know who Joseph Campbell is. Like, oh, I'm leaving this school. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't, it's, it's very formatted. It's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> it's just very formatted. So I was, to be honest, I was just bored. I was bored, and I was like, I figured out the pace that I move. Yeah, very, very boring. Yeah, and yeah. it's obviously it works if you're trying to work for some people. and But I don't know. It should be more open. It just pissed me off from the get-go. I had fun. I, You know, not fun in school, but most of the time I was just running. The rescue shelter was like a 10-minute walk, 15-minute walk. So I would just go in, check in, and then run away. Wow. And go work with the animal. Because I was learning more. And when I look back, the skills I learned from working hands-on with animals for 10 years served me way better in life yeah like dealing with people dealing with really hard situations running a shelter mm-hmm. caring for animals all this stuff and dealing like in court like literally dealing with all this stuff so it was you know you find your own school in life I guess
0: yeah so you were doing that as soon as you graduated
3: yeah well I didn't technically graduate well
0: yeah
3: <laughs> life of hard knocks maybe okay <laughs> yeah. you just left school Yeah, I left, did the music course where I was, you know, going to do a few months and see, but I really fell in love with bass then. And then I joined my cousin's band. And then after that, it just became this crazy like domino effect of, I'm totally self-taught, so I didn't have a teacher. So I just kept joining bands and then the pressure of everyone else in the band being better than you forced me to have to practice a lot so it was a lot of that was like wedding bands corporate bands in ireland that's a big thing where it's like everyone has their original band and Mm -hmm. then they have a covers band that plays in a pub so Mm. you have to learn like the top 40 or whatever and then you also have your original band so i was just doing a lot of that so the stage just became my teacher really really fast and then ireland's such a small um scene as well that once you're kind of in it you're being recommended pretty fast. Yeah. And then I got, like, the TV house band stuff, you know, the Saturday night shows, the backing bands. And off that, you end up touring with the artists that were guests on it, and that's there was cool a lot more. of that. So it was, you know, my early 20s, I already had realized that I had made my way around the Irish music scene, and there's not much else to do mm-hmm. because it's quite small. So that's when you I was play thinking, with everybody, <coughs> did everything, yeah. yeah. Literally. <laughs> you're and like, then
1: when did the change come about, where it's like, I can outside of Ireland. America. America. <laughs> like, America. America or somewhere else, you know, <laughs> depending on where. Yeah. I mean, when was that <laughs> That that. that light yeah, when do you where, come here? Yeah. When, when, how, when, when, brought how did you that? Here? Yeah, how did that come internationally to step outside of Ireland? <laughs> Your comfort zone. Yeah,
3: step outside
1: the
0: box. He's from
3: somewhere else every day. <laughs> I know, man.
1: <laughs> great voice though.
0: It's awesome. You
3: can do it all. <laughs> I know. Um wait till you're doing an impression of me. we'll do that later though. Aye. So when I was twenty two, I think it was 22, 23, I was doing a show in um Glasgow with one of my bands and Tool were playing. I was Glasgow. always a big in Glasgow, That's yeah. Uh, what was your, your band, what band
0: was your band called? Uh
3: okay. what band was I with then? <laughs> I think it might have still been I literally wasn't that many bands. Um, That was Severed. That was still Severed. Okay, yeah, Severed. No. Oh. I uh, yep. can't remember. Was Severed no. making okay.
2: a name? Make it a little, okay.
3: you know, Aww. heavy metal. So we were like yeah. tipping around, t-shirt. tipping around doing our thing, as you'd say. But uh, anyway, I went to see Tool the night after because we were off. My Some of the crew that we were working with um, were working that show. Mm-hmm. And long story short, I ended up meeting Danny and Maynard, the drummer and the singer, and got talking to them about conical drumming, which is not the usual conversation that... People fans are having backstage. What, what yeah, what is that? Indian rhythm. So at that oh. time, I w- nice. it's how to count instead of, so it's tatigenica, tatigenica. So you can count rhythms in syllables instead of, it makes odd time. I love odd Whoa. time signatures. you were into that. that I was just going through a phase of being into it. And I knew from listening to Tool for so many years that Danny Carey definitely had this okay. influence. So yeah. anyway, we're in this conversation. And so we became like homies pretty fast. It wasn't like, oh, my God, I'm backstage meeting. So Maynard <laughs> picked up on the fact that I was talking about music and he was just about to kind of reignite the Pussifer stuff. And he invited me to play on a Pussifer record. So for anyone who knows Maynard, he's like a super multitasker. He Obviously, has two Perfect Circle, but he also has Pussifer, his other band, which is a revolving door of guests. OK, so he invited me over to Arizona. He's like, do you want to record? I'm like, uh, let me check my diary. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you
0: ever been to America before that? No. That wow. Was, that was dear. my first
3: America. So I went home. I flew home to Ireland. I went into my parents' house really in the middle of the night. And I was like, I'm going to America. They're like, what? Yeah. I was like, "Is that
0: a dream for you, to go to America?
3: I never really thought. I knew I had to. I was going. thinking about London. Get I thought about there, New yeah. York. I was, try- I was starting to think where. But yeah. this is such a great opportunity to go straight to recording with such a big name. So I went over a couple months later. And we just recorded couple of demos and that they ended up on some of the albums and i had to go back because obviously you need visas for here so this is years before i moved to la yeah
0: were you nervous going over there
3: no yes and i was more like excited, excited yeah it was like an excited nerve because it's huge just it's traveling like oh i got my bass on my back and i'm going to arizona but uh it was rad did got you know in.
1: anything about arizona
3: no <laughs> <laughs> landed i was like it's hot
1: it's really
0: freaking hot. it's
3: really hot. <laughs> really hot it's nothing like ireland for sure and it's, it's a first taste of america too, yeah, yeah and it's really surreal because the band that you've admired your whole life you're just like getting off the flight and they're collecting you and they're like okay let's go to studio i'm like oh deer in headlights
0: it's surreal yeah. and i had
3: shitty gear which i always laugh about when i look back because <laughs> now i have like the top end guitars in the world my basses are all custom made i had a piece of shit bass <laughs> and like one <laughs> pebble but the sound that's what the song needed at the time it was kind yeah. of funny so anyway, Maynard had me recording that stuff and I was out for a couple weeks and then I went home and that was sort of the fire ignited yeah, for, oh, like if I go over there, that's who I can record with, that type of, and obviously there's a scene. That's when yeah. I started to understand what being a session musician was versus like having a band mm. because I was getting really fed up with, I was always, with my original bands, I was always really, really doing all the work, booking the gigs, writing the songs, driving the van, lifting the gear, the whole shebang. And there was always someone that you were carrying as, you know, just, it's a typical band thing, <laughs> but it got to the point where I was like, hold on a minute, if I'm for hire, then this is my rate, you hire me to do this, and then I do this. So I started trying to sort of function as that. That's cool. And then I basically, if you, I went back and forth a lot, and I had to, because it's very expensive to just suddenly come to America. <laughs> and uh, yeah, basically I would play in a bunch of bands, save up for six months, then come back for a month or two because you could only be here for 90 days at a time mm. and then go back and forth and i did that maybe six times and i just started going to jam nights nam the ascap convention because i didn't know anyone when i came out here so i was just walking around with my irish flag and my bass on my back
0: <laughs> wow what do you mean Ooh. jam nights is jam nights like a thing
3: yeah you have, so you have to find out where the jam nights are right. and play so people see that you can play and then it's the you same back to it you gotta, and then the, usually at that time it's very much changed now i think i got the last wave of this in la okay it doesn't I, really I exist saw you on the jam night didn't i yeah with nuno i think yeah. you were hammered to just come back oh, is, is, this is that freak. the guy kind of
0: extreme more than words
3: <laughs> i've played with nuno a bunch yeah i
0: know it's my list yeah, he's yeah. Awesome. i had to say that's so cool yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: nuno's rad to play with but yeah. that's the thing so you have to i found out through just asking questions as you do like, where do all the musicians go? They go to jam nights. But the pe- a lot of the musicians that play jam nights are the bands behind the big artists. So I would go to like the Baked Potato and you'd literally see the guys who play with Prince or wow. McCartney. And that's like the jazzier scene. And then you go to at the time it was like the Whiskey did one and the Bowling Alley there on Highland and Hollywood. Yeah. What's it called? Um, oh, yeah. I know. That's, what you're that's about. where
1: we're going to go. Get our bowl on, We Damn get down. your bowl yeah. on. It's
3: yeah. it terrible, it's a great, great
1: spot, man. It's a, a great
0: spot, oh, What is it called?
3: But anyway, jam there and then we'll bring it back. But that's yeah. it. It's like I got up and played. No, you had to go a few times, sort of mingle, network, right. whatever the yeah, 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 yeah. I hate that word network though, because it's really know. just talking to people right. totally. <laughs> <laughs> but so talk to people, socialize, yeah. And then eventually, they like trust you, let you in the pod. And then one of the nights, someone invited me up, um, from the like the MD of the house band. And I got up and played, and then I got up again the next week, and I started to play regularly. And then one of the guys from, I don't know, it was like Disney or Universal. Someone seen me, recommended me for a gig. I did the Jordan Fisher gig. And then Mark Shulman from Pink and Foreigner saw me, and Dee Snyder needed a bass player. And then it just literally, that's what happens. And then it's like Stephen Adler and Whitesnake and Bruce and whoever. It's just once you're kind of circulating, there is no real magic formula. It's just you're playing.
1: Let's take it back a little
0: and so that's Whitney. it, folks. <laughs> yeah. <It's> a, <laughs> that's my life. Before you, you do that, it reminds me of what Josh Shift was saying how once you get into the circle of writing commercials, mm-hmm. your name's out there and you always yeah. you're the one they
1: call. Yeah, that's like an LA thing as totally. well as far as like with a lot of stuff, you know. Yeah. You get break that circle. Once you're in there, you're
0: yeah, in there. I can't regularly. get
3: out of the eighties now. Yeah. I'm just I'm stuck in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, so so I some for some reason I just like spun off into all the eighties legends. <laughs> that's, oh, cool, that's,
0: that's cool
1: though. I mean, I was gonna say uh Let's take it back. So wasn't there a time that you're traveling before then to America, though, with Lord of the...
3: River Dance? River Dance, yes. That yeah. was like Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yes. Dance here,
0: yeah. In the so, when, the, yeah. when did in the that worst.
1: happen? In, in the So, that was actually a TV Reminded show. show? The, was Rem- that before? or a- Is River Dance a TV show? No.
0: no. Oh, okay. River no, okay.
3: Dance is Jesus. like a huge Irish uh, okay, theater sorry. show. You remember? No, it was a commercial. Was, <laughs>
0: oh, the River Dan- okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. Where they dance. Dancing it's like the top line. of their. That's what you were doing?
3: I was, ba- playing was playing bass, bass. Wow. so people don't realize there's a full live band with the yeah. shows. <laughs> there was like, "Wait, you danced in the river dance?
0: <laughs> you could probably dance though.
3: I mean, I tried after the shows a few times. Okay. So it was kind of funny.
2: <laughs> so, what did <laughs> that happen you? in the line? Of Thanks
3: for reminding me because it was in between. So, after okay. Maynard and after doing that uh, and the back and forth, I was actually just getting ready. I was like, "I'm going to move to America. I was starting to apply for a visa okay. and River Dream Productions called me which is the Riverdance company and the Riverdance is such a quintessential Irish it's thing big. it's huge it's this show that just travels around the world and it's huge production you're like and oh yeah it
1: travels around the world but the people I, I it
3: but I theatre <laughs> very different it's a very different world I'm, I'm sure. like yeah, rock yeah. and roll and I want to be in bands and like, they called and they were headhunting a really specific band they're like they wanted me on bass they wanted specific people on drums and they were putting together this new band for the new Riverdance which cool. was called yeah. Heartbeat of Home And I thought, I was like, I don't know. I'm just starting to file for a visa, blah, blah, blah. And I remember sitting talking to my dad and was like, you know what? If I do this, I can save up and be in a better position to come over to the States, pay the visa off, do all that. So I took the tour and I ended up doing 18 months globally with them. So we did China, Europe, Ireland, UK and North America. And it was insane because it was nine shows every week because you do matinees. So what it did was it trained me that the road is... After that, a piece cake. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Everyone's yeah. like, oh my God, i got four shows this week. I'm like,
0: Pfft. How are you traveling with them? Like flying <laughs> or?
3: Um, Well, with shows like that, you and do a lot buses. of residencies. So it depends okay. where you are. If we're in and out, you stay, you stay a, a lot. Like we'd be in Toronto for weeks or we'd be in Boston for weeks. China, we moved about two weeks at a time and we did about nine, ten weeks. Uh, it was brutal. Wow. Buses, lots of buses, some internal flights. North America, both. because we'd you have seven, to have a roommate? Well, we had 72 people on tour. So, no, not when, when you're in a hotel. There's yeah. You're never long enough in... If you're doing a residency, your own room, the band. Oh, or really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. the nice. young okay. dancers split up because they were a lot younger. Like, they're 18. Oh, wow. yeah. Okay. 17, 18, 19. And we were sold so in our early 20s. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, thankfully. But it was a huge lesson because that was a brutal tour in what they expect of you and how many shows you do and just living with that many people. I mean, sure. all of us here know what living on the road is like with small groups. So yeah. put 72 together and you're like... <laughs>
1: Different personalities.
3: And very young as well. Like, oh you man. know, very so young. So there no lots like, of chaperone or... Just Pipe. madness, lots madness. Of drama. <laughs> lots of drama, the like, of <laughs> drama, lots of fucking drama. But but what an experience, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah. What an experience. So I came back off that, and then I was like, right, it's time okay. to go to America.
0: Were people respectful of you being like a woman from Ireland, freshly in America, trying to jam with these different rock and roll people? Like, was there res- was there respect with people? Were cool? Were they?
3: I didn't. I think a lot of that just rolls off my back it's not i didn't yeah. really know maybe it's a personality thing because i never th- i just don't think about it i just am doing what i'm doing yeah. and i think that's a lot of like i think if we focus on the difference male female da, da, yeah, da, yeah, yeah it's of course uh, there's there's definitely a pre-presumption it's sometimes a pretty scene, the whole yeah scene. I, I think, think the new girl you sort of have to prove yourself in a way mm. once you have it was i, I think i gained respect. respect in the scene pretty yeah. quickly because it's like just playing bass like the rest of you. Like, I mean, I don't think there's any difference for male or female. We don't play with our genitals, we play with our fucking fingers. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> no, it's true. I would say respect. Like, yeah, I think growl, so. Yeah. There
3: was a bit of both. There's always a bit of both. You know, there's still, like, even recently, I think you still get the, but there can't be a chicken, I think. Like, there mm. can, though. <laughs> It's happening, yeah. If you're playing yeah, the, there's the bass like line. <laughs> like it's they're
1: definitely with that
3: mentality. The, the keyboard wires are yeah. so funny. Like, how can you sing those lyrics? I'm like, it's hilarious. But you sing slide it in, it's so fun. <laughs> slide it in. <laughs> so <Like> people were <laughs>
0: tripping on you with the white snakes that recently? Um, when it first got announced? Ah, for the most part, ninety five yeah.
3: percent was positive. There's you're always the yeah. bass
1: player of white snake to <laughs> so other people now. What? You're the bass. Oh, player. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's so cool. White Snake, it, by the way,
3: is what David called it after his own his own phallic phallic things. Yeah. No way.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's what the band's named after.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Rock and roll, baby. Rock. How many years the band been <laughs>
0: around <laughs> for White Snake?
3: Eighty early '80s because he was in Deep Purple before. Okay,
0: you wow. ever heard of them? Huh? Of course, man. <laughs> wow.
3: <laughs> so we did some Deep Purple stuff because David was the singer of Deep Purple for for a chapter. He did Burn. Burn.
0: What so, a great song. when you're in America yeah. and you're doing these jam bands, didn't Charlie Depp have like a jam band? Like yeah. Hollywood Vampires. Hollywood yeah, vampires. did you ever rock with them?
3: Uh, I've all individually, most of them, nice. but not with the Hollywood Vampires. Yeah. S-
0: so, how you survive? You just have money saved up. You just can come out <laughs> and. <laughs> and did you know anybody here when you came here? No, didn't to know live anyone. With or?
3: No, I came out completely on my own. I wow. kind of did that purposely, though. I started thrive under them. Like, I brought my bass. I don't know anyone. so I have to find people because I feel like if a lot of my friends from my hometown at the same time were moving to Canada and Australia were the go-to places because there was a recession in Ireland around 2000 between 2008 like 2012 that was pretty bad. Yeah, the rest of the world. Yeah, Yeah, and it was starting and after that was so hard for our generation to come back and get all of these college degrees that are useless. So everyone was, but they were migrating in pods. So all my friends were moving to places in Australia, with their roommates. And then moving across the world and moving in with the same people across the world and staying in this insular Irish—it's wow. g- just not how I like to do things. So I wanted to come out on my own, and I <laughs> I booked into the Hollywood hostel, but it looks better online than I'm it is sure. when you get there. Wow. It was fucking terrifying. <laughs> it was terrifying. I was like sleeping in a bunk with my base, hugging it, going, "I'm gonna be stabbed to death." <laughs> what, what year is this? Been? This is eight years ago. It's wow, <laughs> man! Only <laughs> I mean, eight years ago—that's crazy.
2: <laughs>
0: I
3: was like, ah! <laughs> yeah. And you
0: knew nobody. You just.
3: No, because Maynard's the only person I knew here, but he was in Arizona.
0: Was he connecting with people in LA, though? He no? told me
3: not to move to LA.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> he was
3: leaving. He was over it, you know? But, you know, he understood. He's like, everyone kind of goes to LA to do the thing. It's eight, nine years ago. Yeah, fuck. Because I, the first two visits or three visits were just on Estas, because I could work. So mm-hmm. the first time I, like, came over, came over, It was like, okay. So I did the, I guess you go to Hollywood. Immediately didn't like it. But then you start to realize how big LA is. Yeah. And the more, and it was very funny because I'm just trying to, like I was literally trying to find somewhere to rent, a room to rent, and I met a... <laughs> a reverend, an ordained reverend who lived with a stripper and I rented a room off <laughs> <up> them. <laughs> mm. This is couldn't be any more Hollywood. Yeah. Not far from here actually.
2: <laughs> wow.
3: I was like, all right, this sounds about right for Hollywood. Yeah. So I rented a room with a reverend and a stripper. Sorry, mom and dad, I don't know if I've ever told you okay. that's right. You know, people gotta make <laughs> the they were money. cool, they were nice. No, they were rad. It was really funny. They were really quirky characters. They weren't a couple. Right. They were just these really funny friends and they had a room for rent that I could you know, just about afford. So I did that for a month or two and then I had to go back to Ireland to start all the visa stuff. So there's a lot of back and forth.
0: But you are just living off money you saved up. Yeah, so
3: I would gig in Ireland, save my ass off, and then come over on that because I couldn't legally work. And then I'd run out of money, go back, do the same. So I did that a lot. I did that for a couple of years. And then eventually got a visa. And then when I started to get tour gigs, I could apply for a working visa here. Yeah. So it was kind of a process of back and forth, back and forth. And yeah. (laughs) That's
0: crazy, man. Mm -hmm. Mental. Do you you remember their first kind of gig you got in LA
3: um the first sort of like steady proper mm. tour was Jordan Fisher off a of label he's a like a Disney he's like a young Bruno Mars vibe That's cool. I know so that it man. was like he's rad really cool but it, it was I think we did about a year with him not consistent but be like two months a month off three months here and they were really pushing him at that time mm-hmm. so we were the band for him we did just the US and oh, we did the UK as well before I was finished with Jordan, Dee Snyder hired me. So I was mm. jumping and it was mad. I <laughs> was actually looking at videos on my phone the other day where I was in Chicago doing Riot Fest with Dee Snyder and I had to walk off stage, get on a flight, fly to London and get on stage with Jordan Fisher because we were out with Alicia Keys. I, I was just trying to keep wow. both gigs i was like <gasps> i was like if there's a delay in the flight i'm screwed wow because there's an overlap worlds. so i was literally yeah. going back and forth and then jordan kind of just um started doing a whole other thing and he, uh, he had a kid and he's quieting down a bit so i went and stayed with d then for two years toward a d and then right after d was Stephen adler and then pretty much right after Stephen adler was white snake and now it's bruce so that's incredible it's just man. weird there hasn't been many gaps <laughs> It was a weird, like, oh.
0: <laughs> how was Alicia Keys?
3: no we were supporting Alicia Keys. I, I know, was right. but how yeah. was that? She's shows? awesome. I yeah. love Alicia Keys. She's man. great. Yeah. Incredible. Fabulous. What a fabulous human. Was
0: she hanging yeah. and watching? Did she watch you guys. Yeah, too? we all
3: because there was a whole circuit. That scene is so different than what I ended up in. It's all like Disney and Universal and yeah. all the pop and R and B camps.
1: How is, how is it different? You think? Like, what is are it It's
3: just. Difference? It's a little bit more. Bubblegum for lack of a better word, yeah. because it's like the more like not Alicia Key, she's obviously an incredible songwriter and musician, but the a lot of the bands, because we were doing what was it called? It's like the what is that big gig? It's like an Ireland we call it linus It's this annual Christmas hullabaloo that all those okay. bands do. So it's like centered around that. And a lot of bands in that realm have very short shelf lives because yeah. they're they're manufactured. Now Jordan's a real artist in his class, but There was a lot of that where there and I did fill in for some bands like that. Where where did that artist go? So one song or something, yeah, one song or one album, and then they fall off the the radar. So Mm -hmm. I was glad I enjoyed that and it was fun. It's a different type of music. It tends to be a lot more groove. You play with a lot of gospel players, which is fun because a lot of gospel drummers in that scene. So that was a lot of fun, but um, but then I ended up kind of shifting back over to the rock world, which is you know where I love riffs.
0: Yeah, how did D. Snyder find you?
3: Uh, His then drummer saw me at a jam night. Ah, wow, jam, jam nights, man. Night. That's, yeah. that's so
0: cool. Have yeah. you ever done a jam night? No. No. You no. Should jam. It doesn't really happened in like the hardcore punk world, you know, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Wanted to sure. branch out and like totally. I know kind of I've heard become about these a, things a soul sure. singer or something <laughs> come on stage <laughs> and sing a cover song or like something. I don't know any songs, yeah. They yeah,
1: always yeah. ask me to do these. Uh, jam I know nights every now and then. I'm like, you know what? I don't know the lyrics to any song all the way through, pretty much.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, it depends what it is. Though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if they got like a huge screen or yeah.
3: something, yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> lyrics on front <laughs> of you.
0: How do you remember <laughs> what, what jam night they saw you at?
3: It was the one in the bowling alley, which why am I forgetting the name? Hi, Stella. Oh, I know the name Lucky Strike, Lucky Strike. Thank you. I did it so many times and it was rad and it was the they had a name on it it's so bad my brain is. that's so cool it's just some random
0: night somebody saw you there and that's there's a lot of different people
3: from
1: what I remember
3: that's the thing (laughs) (laughs) and then off the back of that they would do like speciality (laughs) nights and Nuno would lead the band so then I became Nuno's bass player for when he did that and then it was just, yeah, it's weird. It's like, because I, I do the same. You're like, oh, someone needs a drummer. My homies. Yeah. Da, da, da. And it just becomes that whole thing. You're in like a little family recommending each other.
0: Did you do more than words?
3: Uh, I'm trying to think if we ever played. Th- oh, I'm sure we did. We did a lot of random stuff. Could we do cover sets with Nuno. We would do like is, yeah, Nuno and Friends. And He's from Boston, right? Or East Coast or something? He mm-hmm. is East Coast, but, but also... Not Puerto Rican, Port- Portuguese, right? That's good to hear his name. I like, Rican, Can you tell, I didn't? Can I, tell I, I didn't get any sleep last night? <laughs> I saw that he's my he thought about you. Na- I was like, wow. He's from Massachusetts. He's a asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's ah, a yeah, asshole. Yeah. Massachusetts, um, so definitely Portuguese. Yeah. So he's in. he's in California?
0: Yeah. That's so crazy. That song was so big, man. I love that <sighs> song. It's incredible.
3: They're the best. Like, gary and nuno and everyone gary, kevin they're just right. and pat badger ba- they're so rad and i ended up playing a few times where pat wasn't around and i was just kind of accidentally in extreme because it was all the guys from extreme wow at the jam night so, and they were great we had such a laugh like tour- we toured the same circuit a lot together so but just cool people and then everyone sort of just has each other's backs in this little yeah. musical circle for the most part
0: I'm just tripping on more than words. How massive that oh. uh, song was! It was insane. There was another song too. He had though. He had a second. I think more than just one. If no pun intended. It was more than just one song. Yeah, yeah. It's another. One. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my favorite hair. is that, uh, Political
3: Amity. That was the best. That's another one. Mm. Political, political, political right. calamity. I what, year what year were
0: they so big? I forget the long hair and stuff. 90s. That's so cool to hear. Like you still jamming and stuff, and you jam with them.
3: So good. Okay. And then what
0: about how the Address stuff happened?
3: Um I was address after D Snyder. Filling yes. Yeah. So I was actually just sobbing for Sean. Shane. Sean. Oh my God. Jesus. I told you I didn't sleep last That's night. It's okay.
2: The old she's That's because we just had you our high way We look well rested.
3: Oh, thank you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, look, you look tired.
3: Coffee! <laughs> like dilated pupils.
0: I love Adler, by the way. What, a, what yeah, an amazing yeah. human, man. Yeah, shout out to Shout out to, to freaking He's Adler, He's the best. Man. But yeah, I was best just feeling, fill- I
3: was literally filling in. I was just subbing on bass for a gig. This Also, we joke about this, With D was only supposed to do one show, and then we ended up going on tour for two years. He was like, oh, fuck it, it's so fun. And I... <laughs> But yeah, I was, I was basically filling in for a gig, and then um, he's like, well, I need you for, it was like a week, and then it turned into a month, and then I was with him for a year and a half, I think two years. And then we, at the very end of me being with Adler, we did the Kiss Cruise, filming Highway to Health, yeah. with Derek. That was one of the last shows I did one that was so funny. He yeah. just brought the Highway to Health crew on the Kiss Cruise, Awesome. Derek man. pretended to be my guitar tech. <laughs> It was
1: slash so funny. Slash security,
0: it just
3: was to get
1: on
0: there.
3: I was like,
2: "Don't look at her!
1: Don't even look at her!" People are like, "Oh my god!" People recognizing you
0: where people you go People were there coming up to me, Some, going, "Is yeah.
3: that the singer from Sepultura?" I'm <laughs> like, "No, it's my guitar tag."
1: <laughs> and people were. Listening to me, I was just like, Don't!
3: I'm like, look the other
0: way. <laughs> could, you, could, could you actually guitar <laughs> tech if you needed to? Yeah, man. You know how you could do that? Yeah. You could string a guitar. You yes, can, man. You could I tune could, one.
2: Reading? I can tune it and do all hired. that. Yeah,
3: man. I
1: had to do all that stuff.
3: Wow. That was so funny. I haven't um, thought about that in a while. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, hat, that cruise was interesting. I didn't realize that Kiss had such a massive cruise oh where the God. whole thing is sold out. Like crazy, nine, nine years in a row.
3: It's insane that they yeah. do it,
1: and they show you like the list of people that are on it. Like mostly Americans, and the next list was Brazilian, so they were definitely like, oh, "Yo, Sepultura." Yeah, tour, yeah. Ah. And
2: I was like, "No, nah, <laughs> man, doing security." So I'm working
3: this week. Working this goes, Stop telling people to not look at me. I'm really friendly. So I'm like, "No, he's only joking. He's <laughs> only joking," like, and he's like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> standing in front of me. Like, Don't like, look at her. Back. Take it back a notch." It's like he's <laughs> taking the bus. <piss. laughs> They're <laughs> like, like,
1: oh, sorry. Sorry, sir. I had <laughs> oh. no idea that. I had no idea. I just wanted to say hello.
3: And oh, my God. It was so really so cool. funny. What
0: about the cores? They're pretty big, Ben.
3: Oh, yeah. The Coors. I did that for a while. Yeah. Sharon oh, was I the cores? I was, in, I was the cores a Sharon corps, What? Really? Yeah. I, for, I forget. There's so many things <laughs> that have happened. Oh, my that God. That was my I'm first international. I went to the UAE. And we played for all the expats, yeah. Wow. Again, subbing. So this was the whole like being a session musician thing started to happen pretty early because Keith Duffy couldn't do that gig because he was booked for another gig and so I filled in for him. And then it's like another thing on your CV. So a lot of that doesn't translate. That's what was funny when I first moved to the States. I had played at all these big Irish and like European-based yeah. pop bands and singer-songwriters, but no one knew who any of them were here. <laughs> The mm-hmm. way over here was Maynard. It was always... Kay. Oh, and she played with Maynard. So it was so, it was like an American name to have on your CV because no one knew who, like Westlife, Boys On, Sharon Core, all these bands in Ireland. Yeah. That people are like, oh my God, she played with them. No one over here knew because it doesn't translate across the it's Cranberries Ireland?
0: Yeah. I freaking love the Cranberries. Uh, incredible. You, know. you love them too? Incredible, oh. yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And Sinead <laughs> you love? Oh, I love Sinead. I almost toured with Sinead. No way. Ooh, three or four Tell times. Story. Well,
3: every time because, you know, she's manic, unfortunately, manic, bipolar. And she's incredible. She's one of my favorite singers in the world. But she's to that, uh, Cheers to that one. Yeah, <coughs> cheers. cheers that, ching, chineen. Chineen. that new documentary, cheers. Woo, killed oh, me, man. man. She's incredible. So you almost got a gig with her. So well, we were ready for rehearsals, but then the tour kept getting pulled because she was, you know, going through. Yeah. a, a phase of she whatever. was going to do the tour. Wow. And I was hired for it and then it never happened. Oh, That's
0: incredible. So
3: that was the only one so I was like,
0: damn. Man. Oh and have you ever been on uh, Bruce Dickinson's airplane?
3: Not yet. Well, hopefully n- next month. Because he can't
1: fly anymore.
0: Oh, he can't anymore? You missed. Miss, oh, you missed that his thing, his yeah.
1: His age.
3: Oh, oh, wow. Really? Yeah, it's a is weird thing, a thing. Where you get
1: to a certain That's age. That's ageism, man. And they don't that like is. Damn it, I was waiting
3: either. to see uh, when we got out on tour if he'd just fly us everywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I, 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 That'd yeah. be rad. I'm
0: How does that happen, linking up with him?
3: Uh, so again, just because I'd been out with Whitesnake this past year or so, and then when David decided to take a break this year... I got a call from the MD and Bruce's management going, Hey, can we poach you for this? I was like, Oh, I was about to take some time off, but I guess so. <laughs> well, what's <laughs> cool
0: about this is none of this shit is favors or like even friendships. It's it's your skills. Oh yeah. yeah. You have yeah. To that's what's so your that's so amazing. So, like yeah. your work.
3: Yeah. And it's like, it's about like you have to be able for the road, you have to obviously be able to play. It's a lot more than just one attribute. It's of course, like, and yeah, hang with that. a bunch of dudes. It's yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah, and I think they're also like, well, if you you bring, like, vegetables, and you'll make us a little healthier, we'll do <laughs> you. <laughs> 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 so <laughs> no, some of that rubs
0: off on them, these oh, older guys you're playing with, big these old time. school cats. It's okay. really fun. It's really,
3: really so fun, So you're actually, actually making
0: juices and trying to...
3: I just, you know, because food is my big passion, obviously, yeah. so when I'm on the road, I'm making everyone come on plant-based adventures, and it's sort of fun, and then people say, oh, I feel better, like, especially crew. Like, we're out with the Twisted Sister crew and whatnot, and they're Dudes have been on the road for 40 years eating McDonald's and drinking Coca-Cola. And then they spend a week with you and they're like, oh, my God, I feel nice. Wow. That's yeah. Awesome. You should just probably
0: try should be crossed over probably yeah. because of you.
3: Yeah, this is partially why I love to tour. It's like, obviously, I love performing, but my bigger passion is more that like leaving a little plant based trail along the way. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you probably <laughs> add some stuff to the catering or whatever they have. The whole like
3: backstage writer's fan based for the most part. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Hell yeah. Because people feel better, like, as you know. So it's it's that's what's fun. And now what that we're doing the show, it's really fun because we can kind of try to line up our travel with touring and do all that. But that's I think people, like, when you lead by example or whatever, something so simple, they just...
0: You think the, uh, the guys in Whitesnake would drink some juices?
3: Oh, they're super healthy, yeah. It's
0: awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how old are those guys, like 60s? Yeah,
3: well, it's variation. So Tommy and David are in their 70s. Yeah.
2: Wow. Thomas Tommy
3: Aldridge is unbelievable. He would kick everyone's ass here and twice over. Wow. He's amazing. He's been a vegetarian. i like see most. that happen. He's been... <laughs> <laughs> The thing about Tommy, yeah, right? You no, know, he would. He'd, like, come from behind. <laughs> <laughs> Drum solos every night. The man's no, a legend. He's, a, he's a Cycles legend. every day. Yeah. Vegetarian long, long time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's rad. David's super health conscious, and the, the other guys are really, for the most part, into a bar one. There's always one or two. I and
1: gotta say, in the rock world, that a lot of these, a lot more people are very health conscious. Yeah, you have to. Very professional.
3: Because it's with not that. Yeah. how it was back in the day. You don't just no. get, like, a retainer and go yeah. do what you want. You have to fucking... Keep yourself in shape, mm-hmm. and because yeah. it's a yeah. brutal industry, I don't yeah. recommend no it to doubt. anybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what were you going to say? I, I was going to
0: yeah. say something about you would tell me that D. Snyder
1: is like pretty much straight edge.
0: Dude, you never, you he's tried straight edge.
1: Anything? He's definition of straight edge. Never oh, yeah. tried anything. And he's well, it's
3: exactly. But it was very funny when we were on tour because he never drank, never smoked, never did drugs. So he's and everyone thought he did because of how he looked. But yeah. when we were on tour, mm-hmm. himself and um, Suzette used to start having a half a glass of wine, so everyone else would relax because people thought he was sober because he had a big problem they had this like whole story in their head backwards so people would never order we go out for dinners and be afraid to order a drink because if your friend is sober well, and you yeah, don't you want to respectful. fall off the wagon and then he's like no <laughs> just order one and take like a mouthful be like no no you can have one like it's okay it's not because I'm gonna fall off the wagon wow <laughs> he he's yeah. is so awesome like if you're doing yoga and push-ups before a tour and he's, he's 50s 60s yeah, uh, 60s even, I don't oh know, sorry. He looks so young, it's yeah. hard to, I can't remember. I think he's like... Mid-60s, I guess? Mid-60s, yeah. Mid-60s. But he was so great. Like, the whole family are pretty much plant-based. Um, He still eats a bit of meat, but um, it was great with him on the road, because yeah. he would be all for the going to find vegan and veggie food as well. Adler too,
0: right? He'd be down? Adler, yeah, because yeah. his wife
3: is vegan, so... Um, he's into it, but yeah, it's so they. If you kind of show up with the better food option, people are like, "All right."
0: Geezer <laughs> butler's the OG. He's oh, the OG, yeah. OG vegan yeah. in that yeah. world, right? Definitely, big time. He's yeah. so cool. He's rad. <laughs> he's well, let's really get into Highwood Health, which I think is great. And I was I was, I was lucky to be oh. on one of those with Adler at the cross yeah, one of oh, yeah. the first first and recording. And of yeah, and I think recording. you guys were filming that like right before the pandemic, right? Like that yes. was the yeah. last thing. Yes, two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen, and then that was two thousand
3: nineteen. Yeah, because. May or March 2020 was when we stopped filming, yeah. and then the world shut down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. luckily, we had the first season like in the can, per se. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um,
0: I'm excited for it like to finally come somewhere people can watch it. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think it's we thought to talk about
0: like YouTube, sh- gonna sh- land. About yes,
3: sh- keep it on the We dance. decided to release ourselves. No, it's smart, it's yeah. totally yeah. smart, yeah. and it
0: represents everything you guys are about. I everything mean, everything you, I don't know, it makes
1: sense. Yeah, I mean, I I think just yeah. so people get a better understanding of what it is, it's. Tanya and I met and had the same idea of wanting to How do did it. you meet when did you meet, actually? Man, I don't know. It was through the scene.
3: How many years ago? Mm. Fuck. You did you still have dreads?
1: Yes. Wow, no. Damn. No. <laughs>
3: I'm
1: like, yes, no. Yes, no. Maybe I can't remember anymore. I, I found, found ten years. I w-
3: memory, not that. Night night. Okay. Nine. Yeah. Well I remember your I found the other day it was very funny. Your um your one pager for the idea and the one pager I had for my oh idea, and we right. compared them because we we're chatting about this concept like a vegan food show. Yeah, and they're they're like the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think yours was your, yours had the vegan in the title, and mm-hmm. I, the only thing I remember is like I wouldn't put vegan in the title, and then we started talking about collaborating. Smart, but yeah. Why not join forces? Because we're so well connected between us and different skill sets and whatnot, and it's just sort of. Started to snowball.
1: Yeah. It's like we're traveling so much, we were able to encounter so many different people around the world, and seeing how the whole plant based plant based universe has changed over time. Yeah, and so this was something that it, I think a lot of people who aren't vegan would be interested in, you know. And I think our the show is pretty much. Geared towards people who aren't really vegans, you know, to answer yeah. a lot of questions and to squash any stereotypes involved in that whole world, because there's a lot. Um, and so I think that's great that there's no show like this yeah. that exists. And I think it's a very positive show. It's something mm-hmm. that's never really been done. And I think a lot of people can get a help from it, you know, or yeah. at least um, think about where they're getting their food and, and just... Not only food, but just a healthy mind as well. It's mm-hmm. not only Green. about uh you know food health you know it's about all different types about of health.
3: everything now that's the fun thing as well about self release I think we are really realizing when we were filming the week before last now that it's ours and our channel and we're not kind of tied into a mainstream agent or we it's going everywhere I mean we've already covered stuff on the electrific electrification of um vehicles in the automotive world we did. Like ocean conservation, we were with the urologist last week, obviously food, travel, but it's all more and more humor-based, which is great because you have to... You have to use that approach. You can't yeah. be like... Sh- I like mean, all yeah. approaches serious work. It's serious then it becomes
1: very yeah. boring and totally, sterile. Well, and,
0: and you
3: can get a lot of it can be a turn off for people, people too. Yeah. absolutely. Just naturally through our personalities. Yeah. Both of us are basically lifelong. It's not being forced. This. No.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're naturally just fucking funny.
3: Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I love the concept. And for people, you're right. Like, just traveling, trying to stay healthy and not get sick. People now know coming out of the pandemic that, like... Which you eat is so important. It doesn't have to be only vegan, but just it was interesting going to the grocery stores and seeing like everything gone except vegetables at one point. Wasn't right? that yeah. weird? Yeah. I was, was so
3: happy when I came back. I know we are, but it's like <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all the vegetables are still was like, here. It was that, tripped, it was that really disturbing. tripped me out. Yeah. It was me really too. disturbing seeing
0: yeah. everything else gone. I was
3: in New York when COVID hit first and it was literally March 14, 15th. And I was like, oh, this will last like a week. I'll stay here. I'll hang out with my friends. And then everyone's calling, going, get back to California, because at least you'll be able to go outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I came back and same thing. Everyone's like, There's nothing in the grocery store, bring stuff from New York. And I'm not one to panic about anything. It's just like, no, oh, figure it out as we go. And my friends in New York were like, Bring something, because I'm not joking. The grocery stores are empty. So I pack I got like a few, you know, pre cooked rice things. I was like, if it's that bad, at least I'll have something, cans of chickpeas. And I went to Zabar's in New York and I packed a suitcase. Wow. Came home oh. and I went to the grocery store the next day, and exactly like I said, everything was empty shelves. And I walked over to the fresh produce aisle, and it was like paradise. I was like, oh. I just brought a like, no one's buying vegetables. I cook for. It. It's amazing that's great for us, but
0: it's sad. It
1: was scary. It was it's sad. a sad reality. It was definitely like a, a shocking moment where I was like, wow. People aren't. Hopefully, eating.
0: now coming out of it, that, people are more conscious I about that. So I don't know for man.
1: you. I don't know. I mean, I so because that's why your show is
0: good. So I was going to say, it's yeah. like eating more vegetables and then finding cool spots around the world. Mm-hmm. You can eat and right. get healthy options. It's, it's also debunking
3: like and normalizing. Debunking. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not. Art. So the protein
1: is Everything. Nobody so even knows expensive. what
3: protein is though. Where are you going to
1: get your protein? And
3: nah, vegetables are cheap. Yes. How expensive it is. That's what oh I'm God, saying. It's, it's so not expensive. expensive. We're all artists. Like yeah, no. we we
1: show all that. Yeah. You know, we're going to do some that. challenges. You know, we're going to do it all.
3: Derek we're, wants to do dollar a day. Dollar
1: a day. <laughs> I could eat. Really? Yes.
0: I know. For, <laughs> I, I know. I, I, like, I, know I know for like maybe a little less than two bucks. You can get beans or rice at Chipotle because mm-hmm. oh, well. I've done that before. You right. can buy like a bag of beans and yeah. rice. No, I know, Exactly. I know. But if you're yeah. in a hurry you want to get something to go. Yeah, yeah, I'm right. I mean, it's super cheap. But yeah. It's
3: important to debunk all that because yeah. we're from I'm working class mm. artist mm didn't have all the substitute stuff it's not the way that i i don't think you guys eat that way like it's fun to do it every now and then and show restaurants and blah 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 and all the nice stuff but it's important really expensive it is and we're in la like so we have to be really cautious of showing that because for just working class people and families and low income and you have to be aware of food scarcity areas yeah. and all that. But it totally. is almost everywhere you can get. Yeah. Like An option. And we, tra- and we try- travel like, to a lot of different If places. we can do it. Like I
1: mean, it's like we go to Ireland. We go to yeah. Malingar.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Malingar. 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 Malangar, Our hometown there. Yeah, we've done we
3: Mexico.
1: went to Cleveland, my hometown. Yeah. And we went to Brazil. all different places. Brazil. Mexico. Mexico. Awesome. So there's yeah. a lot of diversity and variety in there. And we interview a lot of different interesting people whether they be celebrities or actors directors doctors you know uh chefs it's it's a wide variety of interesting people to attract you know and uh, even non-vegans are in there
0: oh the whole point is
3: non-vegans i think more and more so as well we want that like i want everyone hunters on there with the whole spang because you want it well the whole point is to find a middle ground but seriously because Mm everyone if everyone starts shifting towards a plant-based diet because you know not everyone's going to go vegan overnight but if people are inspired to go towards it more and more but also the the, um, for the work that I've always done as an activist, the main problem is squashing factory farming specifically. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So we
3: can fight about everything else over time, but ev- pretty much everyone agrees that it's screwed up, and that's over 99% of the meat produced. Factory
1: yeah. farming for people that don't understand, what would you Mass, would you
3: think? yeah, mass produced animal agriculture. So unfortunately, marketing obviously lies to everybody, and it's, you're they're not, no animals are frolicking. Very, 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 like zero point percentages are you frolicking. Are Yeah, no, Just chickens in the US, I believe, is ninety nine. factory farms so it's like 0.2% are some tiny little free range farm but people believe that they're buying because I I think people are inherently kind I really do believe that people don't want to harm animals and feel better if they're buying something that's quote unquote grass fed or you know it's ethically this or it's humanely slaughtered, the greatest, oxy that's the co- <laughs> <laughs> greatest fucking oxymoron in the world, <laughs> know, humanely slaughtered. But, but that's how
0: they get you. The companies get the it marketing. to the normies yeah. so the people yeah. don't know that. Yeah,
3: yeah. so it has to you have to put it out there that I always say to people as well, that whether you give a shit about animals or not, I realize at a very young age that not everyone cares the same Equally as pigs as I do, for instance. Not for sure. But you care about the planet, you care about your kids' generation, whatever. The point is you're actually being lied to as a consumer. Exactly. Big yeah. time. And yeah. that's not fair. Everyone works hard to earn their money. It's a very hard economic world to live in right now. So right. why, if you think you're putting money most people, I believe believe that oh if I buy this it's better and the animal was treated better. It's all lies. There's all politics tied into it. There's all lobbying in labels. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's not fair on the consumer. So take out the ethics debate, take out everything. It's like you're being lied to as a consumer. Point the consumer
1: blank. has a lot of power in their Huge. purchase. Yeah, and for so sure. That's when Huge. change can really come about. And yeah. You know, you can get better products or better food with knowing this, you know, knowing that your purchase Mm-hmm. Weighs in a lot on yeah. what's being it's huge. made. It's huge. So if you demand, you know, transparency of these certain companies, then you can have that. We can have that, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and, and we should. It's something you're putting in your body, and it's something that you need every day.
3: You vote every day. What uh, vote yeah, every I was day. curious if
0: like stakes were like hundred dollars or more but
3: that's the other thing i'm gonna get me started I say on if this. they were if it was oh. like a luxury but right. should they should be they should be because that's the other lie that drives me crazy there's so much mendacious marketing anyway but all of the meat industry and the animal agri and a lot of industries are held up by subsidies which are actually paid for by your taxes so it's a yeah. false affordability we're, we're all paying for it mm-hmm. but just in like a backdoor way so we think oh cheap fast food it's not cheap it would never be cheap if the industry didn't have subsidies. It would be very expensive to buy a hamburger, yeah. and it should be. It should be equal to its like carbon impact or whatever. Yeah. Instead, things mm. like because unfortunately the broccoli industry doesn't have subsidies, <laughs> it should. Yeah,
0: kale the king Wall. Can you imagine <laughs>
3: finding out there's some like <laughs> subsidies going? It'd be amazing, but it's just backwards. And mm-hmm. like you said, totally Derek, backwards. as soon as the consumer, and, uh, as we become more aware as consumers, you send a market signal. The people at the top only want to make money, yeah, they will shift I, right. what Absolutely. you want, and it's it's quite it's frustrating because meat is going up in some parts of the world and going down in some, and it's a really weird time. But at the same time, we have like cellular agriculture coming in, which is fascinating. Yes, I think that's a win-win for everyone. So we've gotten to a point now where we have the technology that everybody wins. You can still have yeah. your meat, we take the middleman out because you can't keep. Obviously, deforestation, ocean acidification, we can go on about this all day. We can't sustain it. Yeah, There is yeah. no debate and anymore. People
1: just need to be realistic about you know, yeah. the future and the technology that's existing and that's going to be the future as far as the cell pla- uh, cell-based cell meat, like yeah. clean meat, they're calling it. Clean meat, yeah. I mean, people I've heard already saying, like, oh, I would never eat that meat." But yeah. meat don't, don't, don't eat it. No, don't don't eat no, no, no. no. But, the, but the whole point being, I was like, wait a minute. So Why I want to you get your rational... I want to rationalize in your mind why you wouldn't eat that, but you're going to eat the other meat that you've been eating, yeah. which has, yeah. it's, which is cholesterol. Is everything. I mean, it's, yeah. it's 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 filthy. I mean it's, yeah. it's it's shot it's up literally with literally chemicals. Yeah, everything that you can possibly imagine—steroids, along with hormones, cape- hormones and everything. You're going to eat that, but you're not going to eat something that's made exactly that, where it's coming from, pure, without yeah. any of that, without any harm of an animal but it's not being shot up with steroids and a bunch of other drugs. And it never it's had to, to
3: live to be... It's so bizarre, I know. <laughs> but right. it, this is the pivotal point where marketing is so yes. ingrained in us in the society, as we know, me, and it's normal to come from an animal, but nobody sees what the process... Very few people... Right. It's true. If yeah. you look at... If, if anyone watches, you know, whatever it is, Dominion or any of these real documentaries behind the scenes and it's just brutal and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's... If you see it, you're not probably going to want it, but it's out of sight, out of mind, and it's an easy way to kind of deny reality, right? But we get freaked out by clean meat because we think lab, we think a laboratory. But I always say to people with the clean meat thing, what's so fascinating? It's already in Singapore, and this is just a great example. In Singapore as standards of hygiene in the world is the highest. So in Singapore, you can go to jail for dropping a piece of gum on the ground. You can be put in prison. They're so clean. That's like a law over there. So for clean meat to already be passed there and for sale is a pretty good (laughs) (laughs) indication of how safe it is. And it's also become a thing where it's a a national security issue with food because you can sustain your country without having to import, grow, deforest, you can grow your country's food internally in one place and it's completely safe. So our problem now in that side of the movement is scale. It's hard to scale yeah. these things up. So people need to get behind it because whether you're going to eat it or not, yeah. right. talk about it, be, you know, really learn about it. Don't be freaked out. Like I heard someone say the other day, there's human meat in it. I was like, what fucking story did you read? <laughs> there's human in it. I'm like, yeah. oh no, I'm pretty sure there's yeah. not human in it. Like, Can
0: you <laughs> break it down for the listeners exactly what you're talking about?
3: Yeah, cellular surprise. agriculture is they basically took, so they take cells from like bovine cells. And there's a couple of different techniques that's happening, but es- essentially it's growing. So Uma Valetti is probably the person that's mo- known most for it, who's a cardiologist. So we're not freaked out by the fact that we can grow little valves for heart surgery. And they've been doing it forever to, you know, mend people's hearts and cardiologists do that. They've applied the same to meat. And it's been around... I know, it's a long time, but it, it really kind of came more mainstream with Uma bringing out the bringing it forward in the movement and they're essentially able to grow meat in a lab minus the animal and when you minus the animal, you take out the use of land, the use of water, the use of everything but it is meat it's not people are still because it's very new to the market per se and to like people's psyche in the, in the yeah. media but it, it is actually meat so it's not like impossible or beyond where it's not a pea actually. protein it's meat it's from an animal cell and it's grown and it's fed whatever they feed it and yeast and this and no now. but no
0: no no animals die from it no, no animals yeah.
3: and the you know they're you're literally taking out the suffering obviously you're taking out the land use becomes so minimum pollution yeah it. feeding it and yeah. also what you put in because a big problem like we're so wasteful because to grow a cow the amount of grain you have to put into a cow yeah. you get back like of what you put into it is the food caloric that comes out for people. It's so wasteful. So if you cut out the middleman being the animal and people either straight eat the plants and crops, which we should be doing. But now we have a technology where everybody wins. You can still literally have your meat. Yeah. Have your meat and eat it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's fascinating.
0: I hear when people say like, what if people stopped eating animals? Where would all the cows go? Oh, my God. <laughs> the they're not. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I got that so much because I grew up in lots of cow we fields. We'd over I mean? oh yeah. be overrun by cows. They would everywhere. They're artificially impregnated. they to us. Yeah. It's like... They don't go out and find a mate and then have a baby and live those happily. Unfortunately, dishes, that
0: I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't ever want to force people to be vegan, you know. No. But I do think some just of those learn. documentaries yeah. should have been played in some of the schools. I don't oh, know if Earthling, Earthlings should be played. <laughs> in. <laughs> That's intense. Yeah. But like, so I know a lot of people Absolutely. saw what the health. Oh my god! And even my na- like it, that was a timing thing. The way that came out, mm-hmm. so many people crossed mm-hmm. over. Oh, yeah, it definitely. just depends on the timing or just what you watch. But like. I think it should be educational for people to be able to uh, see these things in yeah. school. You and know, then make a decision, be, but at sure. least learn. Yeah. Yeah. At least yeah.
3: learn it, and then, you know, make your decisions based on the truth. I realize the truth.
1: that there's those options that are out there.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,
0: have the options. Yeah. I, I love that your f- this is your term, changing plates changes the
3: world. Changing plates changes that. the world. It's so powerful, because yeah. food is such a uniter all over the world. Like, everybody sits down to hopefully break bread with friends, family, whatever. Yeah. It's a great place for conversation. And again, a lot of what we do with the show, and like you're saying, Toby, it's not about everyone go vegan now or I else. Know. If everyone becomes aware of where your food comes from, you can have such a huge ripple effect on the message that gets sent to the top of the food chain, literally. Yeah. And these corporations, and they will shift with consumer demand. Yeah. And they should obviously be more transparent in that. But we're talking to you know people who just want to make money, bloody and they're, unless bloody. they yeah. unless they get a shove from the consumer. Yeah.
0: And you're just showing people that like, you're not. You just leave. You're just like this, These are the options. You're not like preaching anything. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. Everyone's yeah. like, he's vegan. Just, just Derek can be alive. That's exactly what?
0: Yeah, I was think Derek is exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's you know. I Sorry. My pro shut that door. <laughs> so I'll cut that out. Um, and, and also about the word vegan, do you think that word can be threatening to people, or you think it turns people off? Yes. Yeah, it has like a stigma I to do. it. Do
3: unfortunately, I mean, I think though, plant it's based just, is more. For some reason, people because it's ears. well, it's a di- I think because vegan, as far as I'm concerned, vegan is a lifestyle. Yeah. So it's everything. It's like I check my products aren't tested on animals. Yeah. Like cleaning products, your you know, cosmetics, whatever. It's it's a whole lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, but vegan, yeah, is the lifestyle, and then plant based is the food, right? So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally like spoiling, um but yeah I, for some reason i so don't that's know how you
0: separate the two words yeah i think so I don't, know, sense, I don't know i don't know
3: why vegan and vegetarian like how because it's it's so ironic because people yeah. will say vegan is so extreme like really it's really pretty extreme to like barbarically raise animals shove them with antibiotics hormones and then slaughter them when they're a couple months old but whatever but nobody know, sees to that. but nobody thing. sees Look it and it's you a can't, bit can't always yeah. go there right. because it's barbaric it's meet. crazy it's still happening you have to meet people where they're at pun intended but culturally no. culturally and whatnot because you can't just expect everyone to think the same obviously it'd be a very no. boring world but at th- the end of the day i always say i believe people are inherently I like kind. you said that it's they are learning and nobody wants to harm animals if you do that's a whole other fucking story but yeah. we're paying people to and i think it's that disconnect like we're paying people to harm animals by supporting the industry so if you say you love animals well Specifically say you love domesticated animals because that's true. Yeah. And. If you're really, really afraid of the fact that, you know, you think you take meat out and then you don't get any protein. I've literally been alive my whole life and I'm doing <laughs> fine <laughs> without any animal protein. You're, you're great, yeah. It's, it's like, like, I'm yeah. 105.
0: No. It's <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that's the main thing, the protein thing yeah. and all that stuff. It's Again, just
3: marketing though is so targeted, especially at men. Like, you need your protein. Nope, but does the body Protein good? is yeah. a straight of amino acid. Nobody even knows what it is, but I, they just say it. Yeah. Whereas everyone's lacking fiber. There's like an, an international fiber dilemma happening. Nobody's getting enough fiber. But everyone's like protein.
0: A lot of constipated protein, people. A lot oh of constipated yeah, Which makes like I got friends who ta- <laughs> asked me about it. Do you know what I mean? But n- it's no, so nobody true. thinks about diet. Nobody thinks about. I don't know. I mm-hmm. just as far, as far as the animals and how they're treated and how they're tortured. Yeah. Like you, you can you can go on your phone and see any of that stuff. But people just want to live their lives with blinders on and yeah. understand that because they don't want to see that. And then they'll start questioning themselves and their life and their yeah. what they love. Mm-hmm. People. Some people don't want to sacrifice their everyday thing because Changes that's all they know, idea. and they don't know they don't know anything better.
1: Well, that's what I don't know. You know, it's really nice it's convenience about, a lot too about uh you know traveling where we're able to travel and and check out different uh, people and cultures and things that are really growing. People are creating things that are close to home. You know, mm-hmm. not so yeah. off the chart where it's like oh try this. You know, it's something so good for you and the planet. Things are really close to home where they make these like vegan burgers or plant-based burgers or uh the type of fake meat stuff it's closer to home for people to do a transition Mm -hmm. totally i love that and, and i think and the taste has become incredible with a lot of these different products and and what people are discovering and it's challenging for i think a lot of chefs to to go in this direction but it's really working you know there's people that go in the restaurants that have ne- you know you ask restaurant owners who have mm-hmm. like a plant-based place and they're like oh it's 50 50 yeah uh, most yeah. of the clients are yeah. from you know which is, meat eaters, which is great to hear i love that so i think that you know that's evolved tremendously 100%. you know the mm-hmm. taste which you know some people are just like i just want something to taste good you know good food yeah. is good yeah. food and so, and, and we just so
3: knock all the labels like good right. food is good food. i agree i cook all the time for friends i don't say anything right on tour i bring people places. i don't use the word vegan and then they're like <laughs> there was no <laughs> heat in
2: that right yeah, i love, that. I love that you just
3: normalize it right yeah. let's just normalize it I know. like that it's normal it's not some weird it's not a debate mm-hmm. it's not yeah like if right. we all do a little bit more and we shift that way it is absolutely indisputable that it is better for the planet the oceans the whole shebang the forest your yeah. body the, yeah. the list okay, goes on I mean, of the positive notes of that, that,
1: it. that happens if you do another list of the other side you know I'm it's far
3: less. and health <laughs> wise like the science is pretty strong and you know there's there's endless strong. meta-analysis <laughs> now saying that eating mostly plant-based and obviously people can it's debate bits and pieces yeah. it's not the point i choose to be fully plant-based but even if you are like mostly plant-based yeah. the the health markers are pretty astounding and there's yeah. many yeah. many you know you great really, you doctors out there that. it's like of course it's it was laugh because you bring it right back your parents told you to eat yeah. your vegetables. Oh, I was just going to exactly. say some of your parents. It's so simple. Right yeah. All of our parents were trying to get us to eat vegetables when we're kids. I it's know. like a global thing. Eat That's it. Greens. Just eat your veggies. It's crazy.
0: <laughs> your parents like, ah, I thought was really onto something. This whole vegan thing really took off. Like your parents, like...
3: 20 oh, years later, yeah.
0: They yeah okay. <laughs> do they try to eat better now? We interviewed them. Okay, do they try to eat better now?
3: Yeah, they're very good now. They're mostly plant-based Wow. Now. But it took. it's so funny because we were talking about this. That's interesting. It's like the people closest to you will never listen to you until <laughs> someone else says the same. Always it's joke. so true. It's so bizarre. Like, my mom turned around to me a couple of years ago, and I used to be shocked because I really got anti-dairy industry young. Yeah. I found out about veal, and no one ever knew, you know, that's why veal exists because they're taking away yeah. blah, blah, blah. So I'm. this is me, and I was, like, throwing milk across the kitchen. Stop buying this. I'm <laughs> telling my mom, like, it's in, in, it causes inflammation and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, 15 years later, she turns around and she's like, my friend Anne told me that <laughs> dairy's inflammatory. I was like, mm-hmm. It's yeah. so <laughs> true, <laughs> but everyone I know has that story about family or yeah. partner or something because it's it's very normal human. You know your closest yeah. people you're not going to listen until they hear from an outside source. Yeah. Now they're going around bragging about it and it's so funny. They're like plant based, plant based,
1: and you're like, like dairy.
3: okay, that's <laughs> great.
0: But that's moons. No shout out yeah. to my mother in law Kathy. Shout out Kathy. It's the <laughs> same for her like throughout the years. Moon was uh, vegan since the 80s. She had a cow and all that stuff. But later on, like the past 10, 15 years. Her mom's been more conscious about what she's eating. Oh, you heard about this or <laughs> that? And she's like, "Yeah, I've been telling you, but that's cool. You, you want to find it on your own." Yeah. Yeah. That's just like Mike Sometimes Judge. He was in youth it today and yeah. these oh. vegetarian bands, but he w- he felt like he was being not not preached to, but kind of told what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fast forward now, he's in his fifties and he's vegan. Yeah. But back then By he himself. wasn't because it was the way it was right. the way it was presented to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you got guess you got to find it on your own. You know in mean? Your own way.
1: No doubt. I mean, if somebody was forcing it on me, then I would definitely. I wouldn't have done it at, at yeah. such a young age. I'd be like, screw you, buddy. I'm doing my yeah. own thing.
0: Or people having health scares later on in life. Oh,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that can definitely get you to think differently.
0: And it's yeah. cool that now doctors are actually saying doctors stuff. Doctors have about, always said uh-huh. it. Well, I a mean, lot of times, like, doctors. About would, your were, diet.
1: Yeah, they would always say this. But they would, a lot of times when I talk to doctors, and they would say, the biggest problem is that a lot of people just don't listen.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a a like it's really hard to change a habit. Yeah. It's easier to right. take a pill, right? right? For a lot of yeah. people. So exactly. yeah, habits right. so you are can ingrained you in you. You're they're in you're like take your pill. like you shit. Because they've always like
1: you should probably switch off,
3: you Less know, red especially meat as you or or get older. Yeah. That's where meat and, more and green yes. Yeah, Always been saying yeah. this. Always been saying this. That's what's so great about the fact that we have so many documentaries now and that we can do this show and do our own channel because there's so much solid information. Huge meta analysis studies going on all over the world that you cannot like Everyone agrees, for the most part, if you eat mostly plant-based, you're going to be better off for yeah. everyone. So yeah. it's, it's, it's amazing. So I'm just like, watch the documentaries, yeah. Yeah. read your labels a little more, educate yourself, make your decisions then when you have the information.
0: What's the main goal for the show? To inspire people?
3: Normal, I think normalizing Obviously it, I always feel yeah. like just yeah. making it very, yeah, inspiring people to just think about yeah. having more plant-based options, but also the connection to everything. Because I think that people don't realize a lot, that you know if you're buying just meat or dairy you think okay the animal part is one thing the ethics of it so you're like okay an animal was killed for this most people know that but you don't see this huge ripple effect of what went into it the transportation the carbon footprint the clearing of the rainforest the growing of the crops to feed it's so huge that <laughs> when you start to open that can of worms so with the show we can do like a really fun educational way of like look this is how we live and eat and we're finding all these cool stories but did you know because you have to sort of slowly piece that out because it's a lot of information. You've it's no idea. Wire, you're simply yeah. going to the shop to buy a piece of bacon or cheese yeah. and you're paying for something that has this massive tidal wave effect the across world. the world. Yeah,
1: And it's all connected.
3: And it's, it is literally all connected. And by not supporting that industry, we squash. It's the closest thing to a panacea that we have is getting the world more and more plant-based yeah i know like sometimes people say it's a big statement i'm not saying it is panacea there's other problems in the world you know we've war we've all sorts of human problems to sort out but if we shifted more and more plant-based or vegan whatever you want to call it i don't care just wants to be doing yeah. it. that's not you know it's astounding like the rewilding that can go on the giving the rainforest back letting the land be the land it's just i mean it's a no-brainer
0: <laughs> yeah i mean even like Meatless mondays and all that stuff it's when people's great. trying it's just at least they're trying yeah. exactly i, absolutely. I always support, i support and that absolutely and we, and we do too you know, absolutely, yeah 100 percent like, that's easy. not enough it's like no yeah. they're trying to cross over and try that it out. support is extremely important i yeah. think you know
3: and having experts from all these different fields that we've like literally we're talking to Everyone from like automotive people to urologists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> urologists, <laughs> too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. we had a lot of fun with the urologists. Uh-huh. Yeah. David Derrick got his uh, full exam. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> uh, that yeah, episode's going to be funny.
0: <laughs> you should have my friend, the cardiologist from Cedars, who's vegan. Which one? He runs. He runs the cardiology department oh at yeah. UCSF. Yeah, we're ac- doing
3: a cardiology episode. There oh, I give you his name too. Yeah, He's no all totally. vegan. He's yeah. a man at Crossroads. Yeah, yeah. He all gave sh-
0: me a whole heart thing for free. Did the whole scan of me. Yeah, Everything yeah. Was we awesome. we should do that on camera as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I should yeah. catch you. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We you definitely need to, get, you need to get rich rolling there too. Totally, definitely, totally yeah. do, you like li- do you have like a wish list? Yeah, do you have like a wish list? it's huge.
3: But the good thing, I think, for we both and we the whole team, field, we will never have a shortage of guests. It's a beautiful yeah. feeling. Yeah. Just so with this I feel it's naturally beautiful. between yeah. friends. Yeah, curious, and it's not. Oh, it's it's so amazing that we're all, even last week we only had like five or six days. We trying to shove everyone in. It we went hard yeah. at. It. I love We could do that the whole time, but I think the wish list just yeah. It'll keep growing and growing. Joaquin's
0: got to get in this, man. Absolutely. Walker's. That's like our absolutely. God,
1: dude. Paul McCartney.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Woody
3: Harrelson oh, would yeah. be nice. I want David Attenborough. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. You should get yeah. Spider-Man,
0: too. Toby Maguire. Yeah. It's OG.
3: That'd be cool. But the other thing is, like, I want absolutely non-vegans as well. That's true. I want a little bit of everything. Just also people maybe that, like, ex-industry people from different... You know different,
0: it'd be so. hard, Ted Nugent?
3: Oh, I already had it out with Ted Nugent once.
0: <laughs> yeah, what happened? That'd be a sick... This well, we got into
3: a bit of a fight backstage one time. It's hilarious. Sorry, Ted. Wow. I never got, I'm so calm and collected, but it was actually quite, quite funny. Happened. Um, I was playing with D. Snyder in I think it was Colorado, and he was bragging about shooting wild pigs from his helicopter and his machine gun. And I may have said no. how small is your dog, but <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Facts. But anyway, it was very funny. You we, said it to him? Yes. And then it turned into this whole thing and he found out he was vegan and everyone oh was like a party scene go. backstage. And actually, I have to say the next time we came around, I don't know him super well. It was just like when someone's bragging about murdering anything, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, like you've this yeah. big giant gun because that was the time. I don't know why he was doing that. He was saying it was for population control or something somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I believe there's population videos on YouTube going around mm-hmm. with a machine gun, yeah. like Rambo shooting pigs. And just to put a flag in that population control is a debate that goes on a lot and it's ridiculous because the reason we get overpopulation with certain animals is because we're killing apex predators because we're clearing land again yeah so there's a lot of this well if we stop killing the wolves then everything controls itself same in the oceans we're killing the sharks so everything is out of sync with biodiversity again all comes back to literally the industry you're supporting but but yeah we should have ted newton done yeah. That
1: would be I'm to think that'd be crazy. Yeah, Wango he was like, yeah, I could talk about how I had his tapes. Uh, up. I remember that song. That was <laughs> y-
3: Wango, <laughs> tango. Wango was a tango.
0: Wango.
1: That was a catchy song. What is the other <laughs> one he had, though? Cat Scratch Fever. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then
3: I, cool life. Was as a,
1: I diving a little bit more like on tour. Somebody told me, like, you know, that he doesn't sing a lot of those songs.
3: Oh, Come really? And I was like, I don't know anything. about. I was it, like, be who honest. was
1: singing? He's like, oh, this other. There was a guy, like I didn't know there was switch back and forth and Really? Shit and I was like, What?
3: Let's make dinner for Ted Nugent. Let's put that out but there. It'd anyway, be super fun.
1: I, I yeah. He would be great. <laughs> yeah, he'd be awesome. I'd like to have uh James Hetfield. He's yeah, great. yeah. He's Ooh. awesome. Yeah, James would be great. Um I like opinionated people, you know. Me the, too. You know, those are those conversations. Great yeah, you know, there's I mean the list can go on, but if um yeah, hopefully, you know, but never but say Robin. never. It'll be Rode great, yeah. Be be interesting absolutely, great. Too.
3: Mm-hmm. absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think anyone who's curious yes, and who's yes, willing to absolutely. like have the yeah. conversation, because I also want to know why mm-hmm. other you know people think different ways. It's so interesting. Yeah. And then bring in experts who really know what they're talking about from both sides. I really love right. that sort of yeah. debate of it. And then also just normal civilian people from where we go, chefs, and yeah. like I'd, I'd love to go deeper into cultures as well and find, because, uh, you know, a lot of, especially in developing countries and you travel, I remember when I was down in South Africa in Africa the first time, people are kind of by default plant-based because meat yeah. is too expensive and it's a it's a luxury. So really going in and looking at cultures and because there's so many ways this can span out because if we don't live lift the world out of poverty and get more education, you can't expect people to care about veganism if they're just surviving day to day. Yeah. So there's like so many other things we can span off into the just generally making the world a kinder place and yeah, do it through sure. fun and conversation and food and us going around being a bunch of Egypts as you say. <laughs>
0: is activism just as important as music to you or probably more way
3: more yeah way like every
0: everyday thinking about stuff to change the it's world so Now I, I can tell
3: it's work all day long i just ended up being a musician that gives me a platform yeah no it's activism is the whole th- and i even kind of hate the term activism now because it's been so diluted and everyone's yeah. like a performative activist on social media if you have a sticker <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and i don't you know all activism is great but i do love like effective altruism it's like how can we have the biggest effect like how can we put our skills or contacts or money where our mouth is and really create cuz a lot of people think that activism is you know if you post something and it's yeah. great sharing yeah. and everything is great i don't mean to diss on broader, it yeah. but like direct action is something i've been really passionate about my whole life so and that we had a great time with like sea shepherd mm-hmm. talking about that on cuz you just got to get out there and if there's yeah. like whales are being whaled i'm going to go in front of the boat yeah <laughs> you know you have to make it Have a you been in some crazy effect. situations
2: oh like i did i did a lot animals? of rescue
3: yeah a lot of rescue back in the day a lot of horrible horrible rescue stuff so i had to and it's good that i stepped sort of to this side of it and became a musician because it can mentally drain you big time yeah because there's a lot of seeing horrible 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 abuse for many years and going through the system with a lot of farmed animals downed animals circus situations oh, yeah, domestic yeah, yeah. animal hoarders it was just too much of that. And I was eight when I started that. So I was like wow. eight to 18 was a lot of that. So I'm kind of glad to be able to have learned it all. I was a direct activist then. I was doing like the fur and the anti-fur stuff in Dublin, banned from all the fur shops. I was doing that side of things young yeah. and I kind of got it out of my system and realized that maybe people won't <laughs> listen I'm screaming at them all <laughs> the <time. Maybe> <laughs> And then I got, got into food and food is such a beautiful way to communicate, right? So yeah, and
0: your passion's the same for animals but the way you... Um. I guess you lead by example more than just kind of when you were young. You're more like so. Yeah. Went hard with it, right?
3: Yeah, and you're like, I think that's everyone when they're a teenager. Yeah, for right? sure. You first get folk into folk it. <laughs> <sure>.
0: <laughs> you want everybody. You want everybody to know about it. You why?
3: Know? Why can't? Because you think like, why can people? it's hard to digest yeah. like that why can you not understand this is horrible like factory farming is horrible the shit that they do to animals there is absolutely no it's not a two-sided debate there's no debate it's horrible so yeah <laughs> and if we're really worried about i mean we're going to come to the end of antibiotics resistance if we're not careful the way that we pump animals there's so many other mm. things that we can even be selfish in being selfish as humans we need to sort out because we can't That's the a great good we're it's going really a point it's we will see the end of antibiotics if we keep going. That's scary because a cut in your finger will then be potentially able to kill you if antibiotics don't work. Because we put, I think it's in the 80 percent of antibiotics into animals. And that's wow, not man. how animals You got
0: knowledge, man. That's You're right. so smart. Like you I'm learning so much from you. It's
3: uh, well that's I awesome. I wish I could turn my brain off at night. Though. No, but you know so much. <laughs> <it's> <laughs> just but it's you it's have to you know, arm yourself with, I wanted to learn over the years that I wanted to really know what was going on. Because I want nothing more than to be wrong. That's like my, mm. I would love to be wrong because then I could go to sleep and have a normal life. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do,
0: you, do you sleep good at night?
3: Yes and no. I'm, I go through phases because I, I tour and then also just the type of the way my brain works and project managing things and doing, I work in a lot of different things. But yes, I go through phases. I'm better than I was, but... I will wake up in the middle of the night thinking about like numbers and then writing down ideas and new documentary ideas or whatnot. And yeah, yeah, your
0: mind's always going blah, blah, blah,
3: blah, blah. <laughs> Do you
0: have <laughs> <laughs> any rituals or anything that keep you chill or?
3: Yeah, no screens at night. I read always in bed, lavender, all that stuff. I try that. But when you guys know when you're touring, you're never in one place for long enough. Yeah. <laughs> I try yeah. to wind down like the light. I have to wind the light down so I don't want to be looking at like bright lights at night. But it's hard to control when you're on the road all the time, as we all know. It's like it's. Yeah. You get into a routine, you're like, "Oh, that was nice. I was home for 3 weeks now. I can live in a tour bus for 3 months."
0: It's hard to shut down and turn off.
3: Yeah, but I think also just being in your personal space, taking a bit of personal space. For me, reading is a big way to escape. I'll just always have a book with me and yeah. something nice like lavender scented, you know.
0: Oh, do you smell as you mean? Yeah. Wow. Cuz
3: I think it's even though I don't know if it's a placebo, but for me it's like if i smell. okay, now I know it's nighttime lavender yeah, yeah. okay so it's the <laughs> thing yeah sort of sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah and not eating be. too late which is right. kind of hard but drinking no caffeine after well for me i can't have it after 12 or when i will not sleep after so. 12 noon <laughs> wow but i'm an early riser so i'm like jacking it up in the morning loads of caffeine and what time you up
0: six in the morning five in the morning
3: it can be any time between yeah six and six and eight five and six you it just wor- depends yeah.
0: you work out too
3: I don't work out like super heavy gym or anything, but I do yoga. I'm pretty consistent. I yoga, every day. Yoga, consistent moving of some type.
0: Are you sober too now?
3: Well, I was never drunk. (laughs) Ever. (laughs) As in like I've never had a drinking... Issue. Okay, okay, um, okay. I drink a little, but I'm not a heavy drinker. I can give or take. Um, yeah. I do like a nice glass of wine or scotch. I can't. The problem is I can drink everyone under the table. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I've never been naturally a heavy drinker. I can give or take. But I enjoy drinking drink every now and then. If I want it, I want it. If I don't, I don't. So I never kind of had to go sober because I never uh, issue. Yeah. But, but I think it's rad.
0: What was like your last normal job before you became a full-time musician?
3: I never had one. Wow. Animal rights. I mean, I worked in bars. Okay. But I was also working in the in the band. So I would play sets in between pulling pints. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so was that was like twenties? Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah, was Like late teens, so I was glasses wow. when I was yeah, That's incredible. fourteen, fifteen, yeah. It was always a workhorse.
0: That's incredible. She's so been doing music and just Yeah, music grinding, and grinding, man.
3: Just saving animals and playing music and annoying people with vegetables. <laughs> 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 Have some very vegetables.
0: Um so when will Howard health come out? Like, what's the deal? Is there a date? Yeah. Is that there, is there is an official date that's going to be on YouTube? And Ooh. how many episodes will drop? Is Ooh. it is it one, all at the same time, like people do? No. Okay. So
3: it's weird because we have to re-engineer the footage. So we shot it to be a season. Mm. Traditional, yeah. like, 40 like an, oh, 45 yeah, minutes, minutes, minutes episode. And, and now, now we're re-chopping it, what, to like chop. 10, 15 minutes? Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, each certain parts we can divide up because each episode had four guests maybe sometimes oh, okay. depending so it yeah. can be divided So
0: to, do all editing? to
1: wow right
3: food to, to re s- yeah
1: and I, and I think it'll flow uh in a, in a really cool way um where people can come back check it out and and, and just be really mm-hmm. um interested in it you so you're know? gonna drop it like
3: like mm. a tv
2: show
1: like,
3: like weekly youtube well, like a yeah. podcast yeah yeah kind of okay. be multiple episodes a week at the beginning because you have to like blast the algorithm so it's a lot of trial and error. You know, yeah. we, we have to, it's, I think it's going to be very humbling because we have to figure out what people like, what yeah. people react to, what hits. We just really what want hits. people's
1: reactions, yeah. and whether negative or positive, hopefully positive. <laughs> and, uh, be you nice, know, And, kid. and I, I think it will be. So many people have been asking, like, when when's it coming mm-hmm. out? But it'll be great now that we'll have this platform. We can just direct people yeah. there. And then really get the ball flowing to get it on a network on the second season and mm-hmm. do Yeah better you know like i to think really it's really
0: smart man yeah i, I, I wish we did this happened a while ago because yeah. the pandemic but you, you've been busy everybody's been busy but <laughs> it's just a great diy and then yeah you can branch off and actually find a network that works for you and yeah you
3: know. why not put it out we kind of got to the point where like hold on a minute this is great stuff sitting mm-hmm. on hard drives with a team ready to edit let's go let's yeah this is massive
0: podcast on mm-hmm. youtube Exactly. You know, so everybody's on YouTube. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, I, and yeah. I, I think I think you have to get. I think it's a whole another world. Yeah, I you know. think after your four thousand subscribers, then you start making money off of
3: ads. That's and that's the called. thing. So then it th- then it becomes self sustainable. So you can keep your because the biggest problem with any project is you know is yeah. like keeping people hired. So we've editors here edit and, to and, and, to and keep it a, to travel stuff calendar. like that. So if it starts to fund itself. It's we totalling. can keep going, so that's yeah. the plan, yeah. which is great to be cold, become self-sustainable. So the will be hey, out in March at some stage. We don't have the exact date in March. So yet. March. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll drop that news soon. Yeah, a... I want
0: to get this podcast out for when that comes. That'd be awesome, man. That would be great. I'm man. excited for you be guys because that's such a great concept. Obviously, you already have the name. Nobody take that name. It's trademarked. Um, they can't
3: because it's Derek and Tanya's Highway to Health. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yes. Going to get some merch out
1: there.
2: D&T. some merch yeah. That's
1: right, man. We want to do cool some merch collabs. collabs. Oh, yeah. Oh, the collab's yeah. definitely with, like... That'd be fun. ...great companies that are, you know, eth- ethically uh, yeah. sound. Yeah. And, yeah, 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 know, yeah. Like just friends who are artists, too. Absolutely. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, I, I think it's it'll be a lot of fun, you know, to do this. And, and like I said, it'll be the first, the first
3: yeah. Yeah. out there. It's really rad, but it's terrifying and exciting. It's like, what? We're right. launching it. I mean, we've been waiting for so long.
0: <laughs> it seems like years, so it's like... I know, man. We just it's going to nice too. when it's out and the world can yeah. see it.
3: And then we can just keep filming cool rad stuff. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um you seem like an optimist. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be. Yeah. No, <laughs> you your whole life you've been like that?
3: Um yes and no. I mean, yes and no because uh, the, when I was heavy in the animal rights world it was hard to be Because you're just seeing shit all day long. Yeah. So, but I had to kind of make a decision at a certain point that you're going to, okay, what can I do to make this better? As opposed to like, oh my God, I can't, you know, it's so sad. I'm going to just go lay under my duvet and cry about animals. Yeah. So yeah, I'm very much an optimist. Because I do like really believe that people want a better world. People love animals. People are kind for the most part. And it's just how do we find the most productive and inspiring ways to kind of get each other's messages across. And I think that this is a really, and it makes us feel better because I don't want to, like there's a time and a place for different types of activism and different types of heavier yeah. m- footage and but there's people that are doing that and they do a great job at it. For us it just flows so naturally to basically show people our life on the road. Yeah. 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 For the it's most awesome. part it's cool and mm-hmm. it's like just bring them on a journey per se and mm-hmm. like we're learning as we go. Like it's super funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> definitely learning a
1: different accent in a way to speak to people Pi- differently. Pirate Is Irish. that
3: good? Irish. Well he speaks Irish. He goes <laughs> between He's kind of Irish. And then Pirate? I yeah, <laughs> oh, the,
0: And what's up with Whitesnake? What, what's your move there? What's the next show? We
3: well, we just finished the farewell tour, and David has gone to rest for a while, and we're going to do an album, I think, at the end of this year, but I'm going out with Bruce Dickinson in he's two a weeks. He's the singer
1: of Fire Maiden. I know who that
0: is. He has a plane. <laughs> I to know. To let you know. all oh, the listeners, yeah. Apparently
3: yeah. he's not breaking his plane, according to Derek, though. <laughs> Damn it. So yeah, I do Sorry. a new tour with, so we are, myself cool. and Bruce and an all-star band are doing a celebration of the music of Deep Purple and John Lord. Starting in the Balkans and Europe in two or three weeks.
0: Were you fans of these bands growing up?
3: Not really. Okay.
0: <laughs> no, it c- should be honest. Well, yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not
3: that I wasn't, but I would not joke when I say I, I was ten that. years. Snyder
0: all these. Guys I wasn't listening yeah. to music.
3: Like, I was in an animal rescue shelter, n-
0: yeah.
3: n- all day long. It's all I did. <laughs> so I was a little late to the music thing. Yeah. So it's kind of cool because it's pretty cool. sort of new to me. Every time I'm like, obviously I know them from my career now, but. Yeah, no, I didn't, which is funny. I ended up in all the bands that I never <laughs> listened to.
0: It's so cool to just coming here and not <laughs> knowing anyone, you know, and just taking a chance and just wanting to play music and loving animals. It's it's amazing, your story.
3: Sure, you have to give it a lash, as we say back home. <laughs> give it a lash? <laughs> give it a lash. What's the worst like, that w- can w- happen? Give it you a you lash. You must
0: be so proud of your family and your friends in a small town. Like,
3: think she, they're she still made think it. They're she went to
0: California, and she's, now look at her.
3: Hey, once you're happy, right? They're very proud. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: I can tell you that to that you're very proud it's
0: yeah. a
3: good leap of faith yeah i mean it's still mental you you know what it's like to be an artist so it's yeah. a constant roller coaster it's not that oh we made it because <laughs> no, <I laughs> <know. laughs> no i know but what once you're you know figured out being happy and i think a lot of it is realizing to stop being obsessed with the outcome yeah like stop being like oh it has to be this which i like you never knew the show could spin off meet derek yeah. do the show do all these cool things all these friends have multiple bands like yeah. it's, if you just kind of let the process unfold it's quote-unquote hippie as that sounds it just does and if i think that speaks a lot to when you know your your sort of passion or you know what you're supposed to be doing in life and you have that focus there's you know if you, if you haven't figured out what your meaning your own sort of path is it's harder for people i think that's why people get very sort of down and out but yeah. if you sort of figured it out somewhat or what you can do to sort of give back as as far as i'm concerned that's the whole purpose of life like to give back in some shape or form yeah for me it's animals and environmentalism so i think it just makes you happier and the more you yeah. do the more i do that the more i get back into this space because i did miss it for years i wasn't I obviously i was like writing about it and talking about it on socials but to be doing an active project just completely ignites my soul again so i was like yeah we're doing it yeah it's <laughs> awesome
0: man yeah you got you, cool. you got an awesome you got a awesome fire and uh, passion for this it's awesome i uh, had too it. much coffee too much coffee, no, <laughs> too no, no. Much <laughs> coffee. <laughs> i'm really happy we did this yeah because i met it through you we have hung out a million times and like Mm-hmm. Just hearing your story, it's awesome. Thanks for having it's, it's me. It's inspiring. Thanks for having me. I'm stoked been. for you.
3: No, thanks a million.
0: Yeah. And you uh, were one of I our
3: uh, first guests. Yeah. I know. Man, I yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: It's great. it was either, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It'll we'll be
3: fun to edit, actually, because we, I think we can do like yeah, and you can That'll Check it's it out episode. before we air
0: it. Yeah. Know, yeah. Just I trust to get you. You have rights. Yeah.
3: You have rights. So you do. I do. I have rights. Stephen Everybody else. Yeah. So people
0: can find you just your website, your Instagram, all that stuff, right? Yeah. Highway to health.
3: What are we? Highway to Hell. Underscore show. I can't remember on Instagram. (laughs) We're just reigniting it. Everything for me is just my name. I only do Instagram, so that's the only place I am. One's uh, enough. And Highway to Health has its page that both Derek and I have in our bios, so you can go at Uh, Highway uh, to uh, Health. Highway to Health show. Yeah. I appreciate
0: using your voice and everything, your platform for the animals and everything you've done. It's awesome.
3: Thank you. You too, man. It's really awesome. And you too. Thanks. Especially
0: (laughs) in music, especially just everything. Just like, I don't know. Like more people should do that you know word
3: hey if you got a platform what's the point Have them yeah. if you can't use it right yeah oh, some no way.
0: I- what's great is you guys' platforms are way bigger than they were when you first started doing highway to hell so there's more people mm. more eyes on it for you guys too you know absolutely. what i mean absolutely yeah no yeah. doubt things that things happen for a reason the timing is always it's about timing you know what i mean mm-hmm. indeed it's exciting for people to see it though Oh, oh yeah! I'm gonna help you guys with some guests too. I'm gonna brainstorm some guests. Thanks, cool. Toby. Coming no, I soon. No, that. <laughs> Definitely. Well, thank Brad. you for being here. Thanks for having me. Any more questions? I believe that's it. Thanks for letting so me learn my vegetables today. I, I did. I did. <laughs> that's Absolutely. cool. That's, I was yeah. wondering if you learned some things about her. That you yeah. Didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> it was really cool. <laughs> you even know about the <laughs> we course. We never think to. I didn't know.
3: <laughs> we should interview each other on Highway to Health on the days. I'm gonna put it
0: out there that you should play a Show with Sinead someday. I hope. I wanna put that in the atmosphere.
3: Incredible. Yeah. It was yeah. I'm, She's I'm so all punk for rock, that. dude. <sighs> oh, yeah. There is no more punk rock than that. It's so good.
0: Also, there's one more thing about say about being vegan or um plant based, whatever you want to call it. There's something punk rock about going against the norm in society That's where you've what been forced it to is. down your your whole life. Yeah. Do you know what, what I'm saying? Like there's I, yeah. something punk rock about that. Does
3: that frustrate you coming from like Yeah, punk I mean scene it's the most
0: it's just the most like against grain black sheep punk thing you can do. It's just like oh, everybody's eating that? I'm not doing that.
3: Why do you think people don't because li- there is a lot of the lot. hardcore punk rock oh yeah, vegans, but there's also a lot that aren't yeah, yeah. like it's so interesting because it literally is like and I when I say anarchism I mean like original anarchy like yeah let's like that like bow down to just you know what the system says or whatever yeah but it is amazing that not more people are latching on to it. that's exactly that's what this point. is it's like standing up as humans together and being Picking like to yeah. the Discharge <laughs> MDC all those media. bands from
0: back then yeah. Crass we'll, all those yeah. bands. we have
3: to have like a, an entire episode just on like hardcore punk rock vegans <laughs> So no, it's fun. true. I mean,
0: maybe <laughs> we get the punk rock vegan movie that and yeah. and we're all in. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. That we're all in. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. We're all in. It. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. Is it out right now or no?
0: I don't know. I think it's streaming or something. Very is it straight.
3: sad or is it happy? Moby, is it sad or happy? <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> no, it's a mix. It's a mix. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty happy, though. Yeah. It's pretty, it's like no beat. crazy a videos dude. or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, yeah.
0: It's just like it's all people's stories and it's yeah. so
3: important, all these little and so and be, it's funny. People think that metalers and rockers and punk aren't uh they're like scary and people say this all the yeah. time. He's vegan? I'm like, Oh yeah. It's like yeah. that's so anti establishment.
0: And just no. we, yeah, people look at Derek would never think that.
3: Yeah, it's Come great. How you get those <laughs>
0: muscles? No, you know what I mean? You're big you're a big muscular man, I'm saying it's like it's He's a great example. But it's stereotypes, just everything we've been taught our whole yeah. lives. I think know? we're
3: okay. I think the other thing about the show is we can represent very well. It's not a phase we're going through. We haven't been nude right. for two years. It's literally, pretty much been alive both of us our whole lives without animal I mean you said you were
0: a little kid. It's crazy. I've never had me. I've no. So it's, it's, it's c- c- neither is my son, yeah. as
3: long, mm-hmm. like so it's. But f- but we're clearly fine.
0: But making that connection as a kid is insane.
3: Mm. Oh, there's cows. You know, eyes are the same as puppies' eyes, and I know. they're looking back yeah. at you, and you're like, uh, "Why would we kill this?" But in, <laughs> in America, it's like. We don't see them. You don't, don't
0: have the farm in the dell. Yeah. There's people I know have
1: never
3: never seen, seen an animal. Cows
1: I mean, it move. really makes it has an impact. Yes. when you're able to see live, you know, yeah. like right in front of you. That's why I think it's important for people to be able to go to uh, a shelter, big time, mm-hmm. and and check it out and see the reality that's happening. I, another reality, yeah. You know, I mean, instead sort of the one that's like maybe in their head or that's fabricated from mm-hmm. mass media, but mm-hmm. to see, you know what's really going on there's something wrong about that
0: you know? yeah i'm gonna say this now because this will come out after but i'm surprising my wife she just wanted to hug a cow on her birthday so we're gonna go to farm sanctuary next week for a birthday and hug surprise Bruno,
3: her. hug bruno the cow okay he's the best. Is bruno that
1: massive massive oh br- i've seen bruno before he's yeah. awesome man yeah. it's like bigger than first the time house. we
3: brought there, oh he's like oh my god but that you know that's bigger huge than biggest yeah. huge wow. this okay cow there's a couple of cows so in farms still there i'm pretty sure bruno's okay. still there nah. I and mean, there's a couple of them there and they're awesome i can't remember the other guy's name but I'm there there's cows over the years that i met at Sanctuary's mad and this is the last story i'll tell because i know we could talk for hours no, and we actually have, have a shoot but <laughs> i can't remember which uh which sanctuary it was and the first time i saw the cow he's over six foot tall so he's all way taller than me and i had my hair tied up so he was quite tall and uh-huh. uh, he's like six four this cow's huge like his back and I asked about him, and they're like, oh, his mom was a dairy cow, and she had so many hormones and steroids that when the calf was born, the calf actually basically has gigantism. The calf just never stopped growing. So it's so, pun- I was like, holy shit, it's this big, friendly wow. cow that's like six foot, just wants to like rub his belly, and sh- he's huge. Wow.
0: And that cow's like, there?
3: I think he was at a different one years ago. I don't think he was at the Farm Sanctuary. I was trying to remember. I have yeah, a photo somewhere. I like, was um, like, what the
0: fuck? Gentle Barn. is. Gentle
3: cl- Barn's great. Yeah. Barn. I think it's great. Like Derek was saying, the animals can be your, um, your teacher. Yeah. What a great absolutely. way to connect. Because I was lucky to have that you connection so kid, young where yeah. I knew the animals directly. If I hadn't seen that, probably never would have happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, most people don't have that experience because right. it's kept out of sight, out of mind right. for a reason. I mean, instead a of reason. like, pay,
1: I, I don't know if they do this in schools, like take classes to the zoo. They should. But they should go yeah. to a sanctuary, farm like sanctuary. Like a yeah. sanctuary for... Petting animals. You know, that would be, be the rad. ideal. It should just be like in the curriculum.
3: We're going to do know, that like in the show. We're going to make it into curriculum. That's a new yeah. show. It should be like... We're going to like... Mandatory. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Like you can, you can go to for like direct action tips for direct action tips yes, check into right. highway to health but it's really important because you can go to like your politicians local and that and you can suggest these types of things in your communities like i think that i would like my children to see where the food system you know how it works so, so can you know if enough parents get together then you actually can impact laws and lobbying and True. whatnot so if you suggest those lo- on a local scale that that sort of stuff can have a huge ripple effect like i have friends yeah. in new york city that have Managed to bring in um, hydroponic farms into schools so the kids that can see, like they have, you know, Manhattan's so crowded. I know. These public schools and they have in the basement a little farm, hydroponic grower farm where the veggies grow. The kids get to grow them. Then they get to, you know, pick them, cook them. So they have this direct relationship with their food and they learn that at a young age it's so that's not happening and if you can implement that across all public schools or just recently actually because and lots and lots of pushing and all the the hospitals in new york are gone to default plant-based meals which is huge but that's years and years of people pushing Mm -hmm. so it it's it's working when you do it it. so when you feel like everyone feels down and out the world's never going to change it really can if you just everyone tries a little bit more
0: it's a little bit harder. Yeah,
3: a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Well, that. thank you so Would much be for being here. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks thank you for being here, Derek. Thanks, Thanks Derek. <laughs> I can't do an accent. I'm not going to try to do it, embarrass <laughs> myself. But I'm going to tell you. I'm gonna look up my. what is it th- yeah, 21 yeah. me? Yeah. I'm going to show you my Irish tats.
3: Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah! I want to yeah. see where you're from. <laughs> <laughs> be funny if you're from Mullingar. <laughs>
0: oh, I know. <gasps> <gasps> I, can, I can find that out. 20 me, 21 me. What the fuck is this? What's it <laughs> called? That website? i don't know
3: I don't know. I'm sure that's <laughs> legal. I'm going to check my DNA.
0: I'm going to check my DNA or whatever that website's <laughs> called.
3: Glad you didn't say 18 in me. I'd be like, Tully! Uh, <laughs> no.
0: Okay, thank you, guys. All right. Bye. I've always loved sweets. That's why I have um, a 1,000 gold teeth and had cavities my whole life. But I always love cookies. And being a vegan and being gluten-free, it's extremely difficult to get a cookie that actually tastes good. Most of those cookies are super, super dry. Until I found Maxine's Heavenly, you probably see me post about them. They're incredible. They're gluten free. They're vegan. They're made with no refined sugars. You can get them at Whole Foods, Sprouts, Walmart, Amazon, Maxine'sHeavenly.com, and if you're in LA, you can get my favorite restaurant, Green Tables, carrying them. Um, you can also, if you're in LA, get Uber Eats, DoorDash, and Chow Now. Super, super great company. Amazing people working there. The cookies are insane. I can eat a whole bunch of them, not even like you're supposed to, but I don't feel groggy and like. Bloated and they have that sugar crash. And every month you should sign up for the mailing list because every month you get exclusive flavor drops and the cookies get delivered right to your house. So shout out to Maxine's Heavenly, my new sponsor. I have a cookie sponsor, I can't believe it. How old am I? I'm 53 and I'm promoting cookies because I love cookies still, I'm a big kid. Vegan, gluten-free, no refined sugars. If you listen to the Travis Barker episode, me and him talked about our love for Maxine's Heavenly as well. Great cookie. If you're a vegan and you're gluten-free, There's no other cookie to have, Maxine's Heavenly. Go to maxineheavenly.com, go to shop, use my code O-L-L-C, and get 25% off your first order. That's 25% off your first order. Go to maxineheavenly.com, use my code OLOC. Enjoy. These cookies are straight crack. I always ask my guests if they have any regrets. I personally don't have any regrets. Even when it comes to my tattoos, I have the silliest tattoos. Even my E.T. on my leg, it's still a childhood memory for me, and I love it. I've had tattoos on top of tattoos strictly because I wanted more tattoos. I started getting tattoos when I was 18. I'm 52 now and I can't stop. I've had lazy treatment before on something on my arm. It's four tattoos on top of each other, and that experience at that place was pretty fast. It was pretty cold. It was in and out. Swiped a credit card. Don't really tell me much. Didn't give me much details of anything was going to happen. So I never went back. So as of most recently. I'm so lucky enough to have had two sessions at Removery Tattoo Removal. My tattoo on my arm looks like a big black blob. is now super light. I've had two sessions. I have a long road ahead of me. None of this stuff happens overnight. You cannot take a tattoo off in one sitting. You have to be patient. And it's painful. They ice you up. It's super fast. To me, it felt like a bunch of rubber bands. But what's more painful than that is looking at something on your body that you think you're stuck with for the rest of your life. That sucks. But now for me, I'm really happy I started this journey. I'm slowly going to get this tattoo removed. I never thought in a million years I have any kind of real estate on my arm. I don't even know what I want, but it's exciting. I'm so honored to announce that One Life One Chance podcast is now with Removery. I have a code. Use TobyH20 and get $100 off your first session. Call 866 934 4570 or go to removery.com. One of the most experienced tattoo remover companies in the world. Over 600,000 remover treatments done. 100 locations, US, Canada, and Australia. State of the art peakaway laser technology, cryo technology to reduce any discomfort. This is so exciting for me because all I do on these podcasts is talk about tattoos. From day one, if you've been listening to this podcast, we talk about tattoos, talk about getting removed, talk about getting covered up. So this is such a perfect fit for me. Once again, go to removery.com or call 866-934-4570. Use my code TOBYH20 and get $100 off. These guys are located everywhere. Try it out.